And it becomes a ninja. Fuck's sake. Hiya. <laughs> the imperial schools of honor podcast i'm josh folan and i'm, I'm jay burns <laughs> i knew i knew we wouldn't be I able to go right. over it yeah i, I don't know <laughs> sorry actually that's a really good point it should be jay's thing because he's more official on this than i am uh so let's try that again <clears throat> no we're gonna keep this so just say your name <laughs> what we're gonna we're gonna keep this like we haven't done this in so long. I think it's the perfect opening. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, I'm Jeff Burns. Jay, <laughs> I'm Jay Baxter. And we are gonna be bullshit about the formative years of console gaming as we revisit the periodicals we covered it again. We are launching into the stratosphere of another RPG side quest series with this pod, where we incrementally fiddle with an old school RPG start to finish with the assistance of old game literature. We are setting out on a quest to vanquish chaos in the land of. I think it's a Cornelia what the, what the, or something. What, I should what know the, this. What the? Yeah. You, yeah. Oh, you don't know? Apparently not. Dream City. You, you know why? Because it was never fucking named in the lore. Holy blew my fucking shit mind. I did. It could not believe that uh, doing my research that there is the, the kingdom itself has no name. Yes. The castle is Corneria. Yes. Yeah. That town is Dream City. The kingdom has no fucking name. And you know what? The fucking king doesn't have a name either. We'll get to that later. Uh, wherever the fuck this story goes down, it's going down in Square's 1990 release of Final Fantasy on the Nintendo Entertainment System. The accompanying game mag for us on this undertaking, at least initially, is the official pack-in instruction manual for the game, an 80-page tomb titled The Explorer's Handbook, and the link to a PDF of that will be in the show notes for the duration of the quest. So emulation disclosure, so you know the tools with which we are undertaking our quest to defeat Exodus. Jay, how do you intend to play? I intend to play with the standard NES controller via the USB on my PC. Jab? You just called this, uh, you just called it Exodus. Did I? Yeah, you did. Okay. And you said, instead of tome, you said tomb. But <laughs> this too, I'm going to be playing on NEStopia with con keyboard controls. What did I say, Exodus? You fucking said Exodus. Oh, no, these are my. I use it. I have a template now. We've done three of these, so I have a template. I didn't change that part of the template. Wow, Defeat. Wow, we're not wow, defeating wow, Exodus. Wow. We're defeating Chaos. If we're defeating Exodus, I'm leaving right now. <laughs> <laughs> play the game on my own yeah. time, uh, the way I want to play it. <laughs> So, so that's a cut. Uh, uh, whoever we're playing, or whoever we're defeating, Jab, how are you going to do it? Uh, NES-topia keyboard controls, I will probably uh, level up uh, with increased speed, too, just to be uh, open about that. I am steering away from my side quest, Norma, playing on OG NES Harbor for this, and we're playing the VR version of the game on my Oculus Quest 2 via 3D Send VR. So I'm side questing in the fucking future, just as Square would have intended with this uh, narrative world here. Please rate and review the pod if you enjoy our shit. It really helps. And I promise you, the side quest will get better <laughs> than this opening <laughs> segment of the initial episode.
That is the castle theme that'll be segueing us out of that opening segment into this one every episode. And we will start with the manual of the Explorer's Handbook. Yeah. We will start with the cover of the Explorer's Handbook. And the cover of this manual is so damn clean, but so damn gorgeous. It is, it is, it is genuinely a, a piece of art. <laughs> uh, yeah, like I have no idea what this game is about, but like this this art is tight. Like I'm in. Let's go. What's, what's, what's happening here? <laughs> right, right, right. And yeah, it's funny to me that they did. I I would expect the artwork, like the marketing materials for this, because like the story is that this company was like failing, and the reason they you know the whole myth is that they called this Final Fantasy because it was their last, you know, uh, just fucking. Last hurrah. <laughs> yeah, well, not, not last hurrah because they were obviously hoping to continue on, but like it was like their, you know, like their kill shot. They were ho- like, if this was it, if this didn't work, they were going to fold, supposedly. So you would think, I mean, I understand dumping everything you could into it in turn, but like you would think their resource pool for doing that <laughs> would be subpar <laughs> if they were in that position. You know what I mean? So I'm, yeah, I'm in, I'm shocked at how, I guess at this point, Nintendo was heavily involved with them. Like it's a whole thing that Nintendo was kind of riding with them. So Nintendo was probably probably had a lot to say in the marketing decisions and helping them out and shit. So maybe we'll research that later and actually speak on it knowledgeably instead of sitting here with pure conjecture. The <laughs> the title treatment is up top of this and then it's got a sword and a battle axe lying across each other with an orb resting atop them. In the orb is a sprawling castle that's in the clouds like kind of on this like floating island deal and it's it's funny to me, like, I, I was, you know, I was, every time we do a fucking manual or even the Nintendo Powers and shit, like, and we sit down and, like, really, like, okay, I'm going to really analyze this. Like, it's funny to me how many of them, and, like, this game has been a staple in my life for 30-plus years, Jeff, and when I really dig into them, I realize I've never really even looked at them. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is, I was really looking at I was like, you know, cause what the fuck is that green thing in the orb to the... Below the the castle, what is that? Couldn't Ooh. tell you. <laughs> I have no idea. There, I know I've never looked at lot, it before. I think a lot of this ended up and like it's it's really really cool artwork. I mean, like you know, at the risk of sounding like a philistine, it's some of like my, my. It's not actually some of my favorite artwork. It's, it's some of my favorite like video game artwork, and I think a lot of this just ended up being concept art, and they were like, "Yep, print it." Because again, like we said, they weren't exactly. <laughs> sure that this was going to work out anyways thus the name final fantasy so there probably wasn't a lot of uh money in the budget for art rework right. maybe i don't know but again like i think because you know it's uh, the even in the uh, the opening of the beginning here there's a bunch of shit from nintendo that suggests they were involved you know and it wasn't just like square's little fucking project all by themselves and then of course the amount of intertwinement that it has with Nintendo power in multiple features, the contest where you win the, sh- the fucking trip to go on an adventure with your boys and, and all the merch and shit, the orbs and swords and shit, there are armor they were given away. And then obviously the, eventually the full strategy guy, which only, you know, only three games really got, there was the four player thing that had a few games in it, but it was one of three that they spent an entire strategy guide on super Mario brothers, three Ninja Gaiden two. And this, like, those are three, you know, those are fucking, those are the other two are big deals for Nintendo. And this Mm -hmm. obviously was the first installment of this. So the idea that they dumped that level of labor and resource, uh, resources into this game is, you know, uh, an indication of like, they were highly invested to say the least. So 
you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know about that. Like, I, it's, I think maybe we should, I think maybe we should know what that is. Is I guess kind of what I'm getting at. I, <laughs> well, I don't think there is. I mean, like, you know, I've, I played this guy. May, I don't know. Okay, I, I'm trying to come up with something. Maybe that's how you get up to the. Well, I'm not gonna get into all that, but no, that doesn't make any sense either. Now that I think about it, so I don't know what the fuck it is to be honest. Yeah, I don't know either, man. I can't help you. Interesting. Maybe it'll, there, there will be a point when we're playing through now that that seed is planted where it will hit us like a fucking ton of bricks, I bet. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's not surprising that like I missed some of the that I might have missed some of the artistic nuance as it relates to the story as a child because I was a child. Because the kids are dumb as fuck. You're right. Because right. kids are dumb as fuck. Right. Sorry, okay. <laughs> Actually, I know you have some of those. Yeah. Yours, I'm sure yours are super smart. <laughs> Sure, they're special. (laughs) Just like I was. Right. right. So, Explorer's Handbook is written across the bottom, and it's all set on a solid black backdrop, and the back cover is just all black, like no bullshit back there. And, you know, I don't know. It's just, it's very well done. It's very impressive. And we start on page two of the innards with how to begin your Final Fantasy adventure. Insert your Final Fantasy game pack into your NES as described in your NES control deck manual. Turn on the power, or turn the power on, and you're ready to embark on your journey. Okay, will do. (laughs) You actually needed instruction back then, you know. Everybody knows to put the disc in the thing, or just click start, right? Right. And they're, I mean, they're actually referring to the control deck instruction manually. They want you to do, they want you to go through footnotes, you know, (laughs) to fucking get this thing going on. I don't know, yeah, it's just a different time. They don't want to leave anything to chance. Right. Right. They don't want to get negative <laughs> reviews. I couldn't turn it on, which right. is a thing that happens. You know it is. <laughs> right. Well, the thing it's like is... like when you give a bad review to Amazon because you don't know how to turn your shit on. Right. But the thing is, like, there's no review system back then. So really what they're what they're mitigating is people calling them. <laughs> <laughs> or, or sending mail and taking six to eight weeks for correspondence. <laughs> right, right. Uh, they move from that to explaining some basic shit, uh, controls and respond rate, and just as a little hot tip, Jay, choose eight for respond rate or you'll commit suicide inside of 30 <laughs> minutes of starting the game, just so you know. <laughs> the fact that that's an option, at first I'm like, okay, I mean, I guess that's nice, but as I read through this and realize how big of a game this seems and how they keep focusing on talking, I'm like, okay, maybe... We're gonna we're gonna move that along. Let's move that speech along. Yeah, dude. And like, yeah, I mean you put put it out you put it out one just for just just for shits and giggles to look at it for a second. It's so slow. <laughs> it's it's so really slow. bad. Just I mean, like read everything, of course, you know, uh, and you know, immerse yourself in the in the world and the story, but just make sure you get the information. Well, that's back. the thing. You it, it doesn't it's not like it fucking blows by things. You have to it's got the little arrow and when it the screen fills up, you have to hit the button. But like right. why would you want to wait for it to get on the screen? <laughs> just go. Get on there. Sense. I'll read it at my at my leisure once it's there, but I don't need, you know, it's it's yeah. Whatever. So uh, also here is how to save and they stress that by tacking on a parenthetical that says important with an exclamation. It is good to is a good idea to save your game often, and I think I'm going to make an ISOH T-shirt with that quote on it. Uh, mm. And and the Able Gamers Foundation will never have to worry about money ever again. That's a that's, <laughs> a, that's, that's a great that's a great T-shirt thing. And it's a good idea to save your game often. Really <laughs> but hold on, why what is with the focus on holding in the reset button while turning the power off? Like I've never heard of that. What as a what? kid? Like what does it not have about? a Nintendo? What do you mean? 
I you know what it is? Jay, or this jab. I didn't play have this game. Jab, jab, jab. That this motherfucker has played that he never played RPGs. You only that, know I, I, that if you play that's RPGs. A, that's like when uh like that's like when uh Soviets caught an American spy and they like showed him his passport. He was like, No, no, <laughs> man, I'm supposed to be here. And they were like, No, this, your staples are too good. Dead <laughs> <laughs> yeah, giveaway yeah. that this is not a Soviet passport. Um yeah, that's a that's a dead giveaway that you've never played a saving game on uh NES. Yeah, that every it's like every like one a of these things of my life. Right, exactly. It's like a yeah, every like it's it's a whole it's it's its own like old school RPG subculture joke because it's like what did that actually? Because one, it, you don't need like if you don't do it, it does not automatically delete your game. Like you can forget to do that because many a kid did do that, almost shit their pants, and immediately turn their <laughs> their Nintendo back on. Like oh fuck, is my game gone? <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, it, just, it just doesn't save the data that you've recorded. Well, no, no, not even that. Sometimes it does. It's, it's just, it's not, it, it's just like uh, whatever the fucking, whatever the math is, underlying math, like it, uh, you're not guaranteed, I guess, unless you do that to have it work out the way you, you know, to save your shit. So like, but it's, yeah, you can absolutely do it and your shit will still be there sometimes. But I would say even most of the time is, is really what my, estimated not having done <laughs> comprehensive experimentation to to gather some data on it like i would guess that most of the time it still saves but it is possible for it not to and yeah it's it's a definitely a see that just goes a, to show that i didn't i didn't ever take the chance i just did it because i just beat lich and i don't want to do it again yep i yeah. that was not easy and i don't want to take any chance yeah no it, that's that's hilarious like uh no, that's there you have it. I mean, my core NES play was definitely not RPGs. I didn't get into them until I was an adult. So, oh, tell. Yeah. Well, and, and by then they'd figured that problem out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's great. That's incredible. That's such a yeah. It's such a good table setter of the thing we're always we're we're the, the the science experiment that we're doing here with the first time RPG. Yeah, I mean, like I like it's so a, good. A, a majority of games that I played. You know, and and start right. contrast to you. A majority of games that I played required saving and pushing the reset button. Right? Yeah, dude. I mean, even yeah. I mean, Zelda. Zelda. You're you were supposed to do that for Zelda, even. You know, Zelda and Link. Yeah, I only yeah. rented Zelda. But never if you never, that. yeah, if you never, yeah, I was gonna say also if you never read the instruction <laughs> booklet, you wouldn't know that. <laughs> so I don't think. Yeah, I'm your not... your rented game may not have came with an instruction booklet. That was the thing that could happen. I feel like I guarantee the... it did not. I can tell you. That. <laughs> I definitely played Zelda not knowing what I was doing and just kind of I definitely remember our parents being would... very keen like when we got instruction booklets you know we had to return the game like did you have the instruction booklet uh, yeah it's a thing. 2 bucks or whatever if you don't fucking take it back just a shitty photocopy of it too they'll still charge you like 2 bucks right to make a new one <laughs> yeah oh that's great man that is so good and yeah but yeah it's got I mean I there's just no doubt in my mind that it says it somewhere on the screen in Zelda and Link but that is a, a that is just like exhibit A for what we just said about how dumb kids are. Just like you can just you can sit there, it can be right in your face, and a kid is just like they're so fucking just doing whatever they want to do, getting to whatever thing they want to get to that they don't even they blur right by, past that information. <laughs> like fuck you, don't care, play the game. <laughs> my, my friends have kids, and I and I observe them like you know trying to do like various tasks when we're all hanging out and whatnot, and I, like every single time like I'm looking at it and I watch them fail at something, I'm like if you 
like I, I know you don't know how to do it. And I know that's what growing up is. And like I did it and, you know, into time and memorial, like that's how it works. Right. That everyone does this. But if you just take your fucking time, if you just <laughs> stop and think for one second, you could sort this out. And, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, they're not stopping. They're just going. Yeah. Ah, that's great. So staying at an inn is the easiest way to save your game, but you can also save with one of the housing items. There's tents, cabins, and houses. We'll get to those later. The next page explains the party creation moment in the briefest of ways, and I think this is interesting. It's it's so fucking brief here that it feels like a concerted effort to not bog down the players with confusing tedium and to get to the next page and the start of the actual adventure. You know what I mean? Like there's, yeah, there's a ref- how important this is. Right, exactly. Yeah, there's there's a reference to a footnote that more info is on page 34 about character types to help you like sort through this. But it's basically just like, but oh, let's go. Don't you know? Don't bore them with RPG stuff. Let's get them to some action. <laughs> you know, don't worry about you know, that. You'll figure right. it out. Right, right, right. Yeah, they even mention like it's it, it's written here to just spam the A button here and it will give you a default party. Something that I actually didn't know was possible. Yeah, hit. well, it always comes up as I think it always comes up as fighter thief black belt. Sure, 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 sure. But I never, it never would have occurred to me to just like you don't even have to look at the screen. I mean, you can literally turn away from the screen and just hit the A button over and over and over again. Probably oh, the way a lot of probably the way a lot of small kids would do if you handed them an RPG. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and yeah, like that's I, it never would have occurred to me to 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 do that. You know what I mean? So I found that interesting. They burn a page explaining the UI and what all the cute little iconography adorning it uh, means next. And then we get into the castle. You begin the game just outside of Corneria. And there's a couple things on the map of the first page or first floor on page five. The queen is being sequestered in her own chamber here. It's a nice touch to kind of sell her being distraught over the current situation. You know that she's not over there by the king. And... Something I noticed here that would be a reoccurring thing that because it's not like this is very well translated. There's no, you know, there's no you there's literally nothing to gripe about otherwise copywriting wise in this manual. It is fucking very well done and very well written. And on the maps, if you look at the Castle Canary one there, they have a scholar, a sage, a door, a door, a guard. <laughs> like what is that because it just says jane the queen it just says exit like what is the a like what is with that <laughs> what is, yeah maybe, what maybe is, they're trying to again explain the iconography you know the you know we hadn't done this very much in fact dragon warrior did well they had doors that you unlock but they were like you know specific obstacles these doors i mean this one even says a door and then parenthetical locked, locked. so right. maybe they were trying to make it clear that like that's not a wall you can go in there Sure, yeah, no, highlighting it, sure, but I'm talking about the actual inclusion of the letter A in the descriptors. <laughs> I mean, they're just trying to make it absolutely clear. They just needed to not capitalize Sage and Door and Scholar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess, yeah, I mean, sure, but then why is it not, I mean, I guess it's the exit. And I guess you could say those are the stairs as opposed to A stairway you know what i mean like right. I, I mean you could get away with maybe explaining it in the sense that these are repetitious and more than one could exist there i guess maybe and that's why jane the queen is without any qualifying what do you call those <laughs> fucking uh 
uh, what's that called? What are the operators or like what what's like, what's what like A V shit like that? What oh, what are those dude, called? I'm a science major, not in English. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, it was just weird. It just it was uh, very and, and it continues throughout, and it's just something I immediately noticed. I was like, what that's feels weird. Uh, the the only thing I can offer on that is uh, this. Is just, I I feel like I fall back on this all the time, but it's probably right. Is uh, just Japanese translation. Japanese that's what I mean. That's I, I, that, that's why that's why I laid that qualifier out there in advance because everything else. Like there's even there's a lot of um, what's that not conjunct uh, conjug uh, con- conjugated fucking words where, or what's it called where you fucking the they dropping up like weir and and con- that conjugal all. visit yeah <laughs> right 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 yeah there's a, yeah there's a lot of basically there's a lot of like highly nuanced English in here that is well put in con it's just well done again copywriting top to bottom phenomenal otherwise uh, and very conversational and not even like you know kind of stiff instruction manual stuff you know what i mean mm-hmm. like i uh, really impressed with the guy right otherwise and it's just out of that again just because it, it every one of them throughout to it continues throughout the game or throughout the manual anyhow obviously that's minutia they they touch on meeting the the king on page eight and uh, he says it's no great mystery where garland hides go get him and I, I like that copy that's good <laughs> <laughs> very direct and the bottom of the page has the first instance of what they're calling notebook entries. And the it's just a bullet point list of story points so you know what you should have picked up on by this point in the game. And these ones read, the princess needs to be rescued. Garland has kidnapped the princess and hides to the northwest in the Temple of Fiends. The treasury is locked and the elf prince holds the key. And it's a very nice touch that they have these spiral brown notebook holes on the left margin. I like that. <laughs> yep. nice. Also, uh, dropping, nice. a, dropping a, a hot... Uh, hint for a future quest which is pretty far off at this point the the king or the key thing yeah yeah well they have to explain the why can't i get into these doors you know and have to but they well, did yeah. and that's appreciated yeah. <laughs> right right jay what were you saying i don't know man i'm getting some strong dragon warrior vibes here i mean there's a oh, princess who has continue. to be who has to be saved pretty pretty early on here and yeah i mean i gotta go talk to the king first like this is very very Dragon Warrior-ish right now. Uh, well, you know that uh, I know you didn't play much Ultima, but Ultima started that way too. And a uh, little bit of a spoiler for this genre in general. That's how they all start. <laughs> like you gotta so go yeah. talk to Save the, king. the princess first, and yeah. then <laughs> yeah, he's he's deaf. His his princess has definitely been stolen. <laughs> By one, you know, yeah. I mean, is... when when you show up to the kingdom, I mean, they just it doesn't matter who you are, man. First thing you have to do is go talk to the king. You gotta talk, you gotta talk to the boss, <laughs> right? Yeah. Get get the lay of the land. Find out who's been stolen. He's probably gonna give you something. Sometimes it's more helpful than others. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. up too, you know. You're going to save his daughter, you know. Right. Yeah. Any, yeah. Any Joe Blow walking in here? <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Some dirty peasant. <laughs> yeah. That's good. They then shift gears to the town outside the castle, which I learned for the first time as I read this is called Dream City. So it's it, I, I found it. I liked that when we were guesstimating the stuff in the opening segment, Jay, that that had stuck to you and you threw that out there, the Dream City. Because, I mean, like I said, I played this game for 30 years and didn't know it was called that. <laughs> so, so the fact so, that you so have accepted. yeah, you have that imprinted in you just from reading the manual and not even play the game is great to me. Well, later on, they—I mean—they do refer. I mean, right at page nine, they refer to it as Cone. Is it Conria? Conria? Corneria, I think. It's C-O-N-E, so it's Cone R-I-A. I mean, it's 
that's that's, that's a tough word to say. Uh, prob- probably Conneria, maybe. Conir- Conria? Conneria. I, I swear, I, again, I'm not an English major. I can't read Conir- it. Conneria sounds the most... It shall be Conneria to me from henceforth. Right. You're yeah, right. That's, that's, how you should, that's what you should do. It's just Conneria is what I'm probably going to call it. Yeah, that's, uh, that's the castle, though. That's not... I'm telling you, page nine, it's, it says, Inside Conneria, you will find more people who will assist you on your quest, and it shows you the town. Oh, you're right. I usually am. <laughs> I think that's... But yes, I, I'm, I, I saw that it was called Dream City as well, um, and I was not aware at all that it was referred to as that in any <laughs> so. Right, right. And like, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I Well, it also guess... says, okay, let's actually read this like you would read history. Okay, so it says on page nine, it says, just outside the castle walls lies the town of Caneria. Called okay, the Dream sorry. City, it will become the oh, base. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so like Warsaw again. is Warsaw, is. Poland, but sure, they also sure, ca- sure. it's called the Paris of the East. And, and this so is just, and this is Castle Canaria, too. It's just the castle of that town. And if you think about it, too, this is one of the few places in the game. Even like the elf uh, area has like elf, uh, elf castle or whatever. And then elf land and like they're yeah. they're not within the same walls. I don't believe, you know, they're like it's off to the side there. So like. This is all within one walled community. You know what I mean? So right. it makes a lot of sense that they would all be named the same thing. It's kind of, it's kind of, I think it's probably, I mean, I'm just going to role play it as it's just building some lore. Like not, it doesn't have just one name, you know, you right. call it Canaria and you also, cause that's the castle's name, but you know, people also call it the dream city. Yep. Like, yep. like no. the big apple in New York. Exactly. Very exactly. much like that. <laughs> exactly. Just like that. Yeah. That's amazing to me that, I mean, I, that, I blew right past that somehow, but re- like, retained and wrote down the dream city like that's crazy to me <laughs> yeah i, I never cool. until we started this process i did not know that at all right. but i'm saying even when i read through it i for this pod i mean i fucking blew past the it says canaria twice on this page and dream city only once and i i, I retained and wrote down the dream city but not canaria <laughs> Oh, Canaria definitely works, by the way. But you cone, C-O-N, and then area, E-R-I-A. Okay. I swear I can read. Let's see. That's a subjective thing. We don't have any We don't have any in-house authorities here to tell us for sure. <laughs> but yeah. I can tell you right now, based on the level of traction and dialogue we are getting with the Final Fantasy posts, that if we get it wrong, we'll know. <laughs> <laughs> that's the great thing about the internet, is if you're wrong, you'll find out. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, right. So the map has another one of those A labelings, as I mentioned. A well. Oh, fuck, I'm telling you, it's gonna, I'm going to point it out every time, even though it's probably annoying. They spend a few pages here on a call to arms purchase your implements of destruction. And that is hot copywriting mm-hmm. implements of destruction. <laughs> <laughs> they have a chart of what the equipment icons mean and recommend starting purchases for each class and tell you not to forget to sell your surplus shit. They have nunchucks. What? They have nunchucks, dude. Yeah, because you got you got that. You have a, like it's it's almost an outlier to me, or I shouldn't say almost. It is an outlier to me, the black belt class occupation, whatever the hell they they, they call it occupations in here. So I guess we should use that terminology as opposed to class. But the yeah, the inclusion of the black belt is so highly specific, and yes, obviously requires like this really highly subset, highly specific subset of weapons. It's yeah, it's weird to me. It's it's it, it, it jumps right out of like the traditional fantasy, right? Exactly. You know, uh, lineup, you know, like you you expect right, right. to see swords, axes, armor, right. shields, and they're like also nunchucks. 
But you know, <laughs> I, the uh, in I don't know appreciation maybe of like that. It's it, it's 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 such a great nod to what I think Final Fantasy stands for to its fan. Like it's obviously a huge fan base in that. You know, it exists in kind of like this very, very adjacent to what everyone perceives medieval fantasy to be. But it's definitely its own highly specific, highly original story world that yeah. is not afraid to do whatever the fuck it wants and to step Subvert outside the box. expectations might right. be uh, right. what people would say. Yep. Well, and part of why it's awesome. After a little menu mansplaining, they get into the magic of the game, and magic is a very important part of Final Fantasy, we're told here. <laughs> White magic is usually used for defense and for healing purposes. Black magic tends to be more destructive in nature. It's often used while attacking. And they also explain the magic levels a little bit, and a tip, or rather and tip you off, that cure, fire, and sleep are the most useful level one spells. If you have enough money, buy potions or have Jab do it for you. They have an item. <laughs> they have an item breakdown here, so let's talk about those. We have heal potions, obviously. We have pure potions; those cure poison. We have soft potions; those cure stone or the state of stone paralysis. And then we have the three housing items that we mentioned earlier. We have tents; those save your game and restore a nominal amount of HP. We have cabins, those save your game and restore more HP. I guess it should be said, they, they save your game out in the field. So you can use yeah. them, you know, just outside of a castle or some shit that you're going to go into. So you don't have to, when you inevitably and probably die at the Marsh Cave, the Marsh Cave, for example, maybe. <laughs> you definitely want to set up a house out there. <laughs> right, yeah, you, you don't want, you don't have to go all the way back to the last inn that you saved at. And then we also have houses, and those save your game and restore both your HP and MP, which is extra hot, I think. Pulling a house out of your pocket? Like, I want to do that. You know, it's funny. (laughs) It's funny. They actually very specifically, when they go through them, they mention in the copy how they've been shrunk down and can fit in your pocket. Like they 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 take a moment in the writing of this manual to like explain that absurd aspect of these and being in I love inventory. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And give you a reason like yep. There's sure. a reason. It but it, it's like there's it's 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 a it's an actual no effort situation. They just tell you they've been shrunk down. They don't tell you how, they don't tell you why. They don't say <laughs> it just says like it's you know it's it's it, it, it's it's perfect in that it's enough of an explanation it's enough. to make yeah, to make a kid go, okay. <laughs> yeah, like, you, you know, like 30 years from now, some assholes are going to do something called a podcast about this. <laughs> right. And they're going to ask a question. Let me just head that off. No, it's shrunk down. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. Also, real quick, the, uh, the artwork for these is really cool. And I also like the idea of um, carrying around all of these incredibly fragile ceramic vessels <laughs> while you're battling. And right, yeah, yeah. The, uh, yeah, the, the potions are so ornate, you know. Yeah, it's very, like, if you had one of the, it'd be like a, It'd be like a nice piece to like put on display in your house, and right, like you're mantle, just, yeah. just throwing them in the marsh cave. Right, right, yeah. Like here's the like, it's it's ninety nine, right? The maximum heals yeah. you can get. Yeah. Right. So think of yeah, think of carrying ninety nine of those in whatever the fuck <laughs> like, <laughs> you know that your grandma's in. Like ninety nine of those. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's a great uh, analogy or, or or comparison to say that they are like yes, really ornate urns. But of ceramic variety, as opposed to, I think most urns are not ceramic. I don't know. Well, I have no idea what urns are. I don't know why I'm even saying that. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
Johnny I have no idea. I have no idea why people keep dead people. In. I don't know why I tried to act. Like, why do you know this? <laughs> <laughs> I have zero dead people in my inventory. I don't know. I don't know what they keep in. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> Just trying trying to sound knowledgeable for the purpose. Of yeah. The <laughs> yeah, people come to you to listen. They don't come to you to not listen, you know? Yeah, they don't want they don't want you to sound like you don't know the answers to things, even if it's what people keep dead people in. They want you to have the answer. You're the authority. <laughs> That's fucking I got tears in my eyes and I'm sorry. <laughs> they cover the clinics where you revive cats have been vaped next, and they remind you not to forget about townsfolk chatter. And they urge you to not just talk to everyone, but everything. And they specify that by say, try speaking with things other than people. You never know what you'll find. And the screenshot for this little piece of information shows a interaction with the well or, or a well, <laughs> not the well, a well, which generates nothing but a sarcastic quip from the game copywriter. That basically says like this well, is, there's nothing here, man. You're wasting your time. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. It's like, yeah, just talk to things. And then its example is like, why the fuck did you do this? <laughs> right. <laughs> But also, is, real quick, that clinic in the SRPGs, though, that's that's a general generally good thing to do. Yeah, it is a good thing. It's a good habit to get into uh, the clinic. So when I was a kid, I'll, I'll probably talk about this, do this throughout the podcast and just like go through uh, think like, for instance, the that you get a you can buy a sword later on called the scimitar. And that's a very particular kind of sword. And now I know how to say the word when I was young, <laughs> I would I would just call it the schmister. And like, if you look what? at the letters, it doesn't the like, scimitar doesn't have any resemblance to the the sound schmister. Well, that's what I said. <clears throat> and uh, the clinic, I always looked at the at the sign above the clinic. It's a heart with a little bit of shading on the right side of the heart. It always looked like a boot to me. Really? That's incredible. You, can you yeah. see that? Page yeah, 16 here. Yep. Like the bo- like the that. shade is like the bottom of the boot, but of course it makes no sense at all. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And inside he has urns there. He's obviously just keeping dead people until they pay off their uh, layaway. <laughs> yeah, 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 right, yeah. Well, yeah, I guess, well, he's basically giving you options because he revives you. And if you go in there and you find out you can't afford revival, he probably sells the urns for a reduced rate. So <laughs> like, okay, you're going to let that one just go. Well, then here's an urn at least for, you know, for your trouble, a, th- a third of the price, right. <laughs> like a like a good uh cemetery, not cemetery, yeah, cemetery, funeral home, whatever salesman, cemetery you know, ever- manager, that's what they're called. A good capitalist, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's very good. Yeah, there's, I, I try to think. I wish I could remember what show there's. There was some show I watched. Oh, it might have been that Nathan for You show. Did you guys ever watch that? I don't watch TV. Uh, oh, it it was a while ago. It was a show. It was a Comedy Central show. It was about this dude who it's a it's such a good show, dude. And it, it's it only worked for a few seasons because once he became recognizable, it killed this. But he basically would start. He would he he posed himself as a business consultant. And the opening sequence actually is just googling the opening sequence is hysterical. It's like he it's like this really uh, boastful 
boastfully toned sequence talking about his like 3.2 GPA at some nominal business school or something <laughs> like so it's you know it's really really tug in cheek about how accomplished he is uh to, to be doing this but yeah so he basically goes out and he you know he answers ads or puts ads out to be a business consultant and he goes and consults with real business owners and like I don't know if they stage this they did such a good job because it's so believable and so well done and it's like docu uh, documentary style and all that and he like he basically for whatever the business's problem is uh, you know, not whatever, not meeting some sort of, of goal, he would cook up the most insane shit to fucking. No. Oh, dude, it's so good. And the, the he had actually what? one of them that like became a huge thing. He, he, he took this mom and pop coffee shop uh, and, and like basically hired a lawyer to come up with a fringe Starbucks. I like, uh, you know, basically to style the store in a way that is so close to a Starbucks that people can't differentiate it and mm. go to it even though it's not actually a Starbucks. But they're not and, stepping on any toes legally. Right, exactly. They they, right. they, walk, they, they walk the line on it not actually being a, infringing on Starbucks' IP, uh, at least, you know, I mean, you take anything to court, but in the, in the lawyer's opinion. And it, like, became, um, I mean, the fuck it just went nuts it was all over the fucking internet <laughs> it became a huge fucking viral thing and you know people were lined up outside the motherfucker the guy made a fucking million dollars <laughs> like, oh, wow. uh and so yeah starbucks of course actually got all fucking pissed off about it i think like yeah huge thing and uh, what the fuck got me into that <laughs> we were talking about uh capitalist tendencies in the clinic in final fantasy apparently Oh yeah, he did one on on funeral homes. He did, he he consulted with a funeral home thing, and like yeah, like you know the I, I can't remember what exactly it was, but fucking the it, you know it was just it's so you know, the whole show was about it's kind of like that office discomfort stuff where they like you know you but it was keep, like real, so it's like Sasha Baron Cohen, yeah, right? Exactly. Oh, yeah. Okay. So fuck, it's so good. I cannot recommend enough. The first two seasons are so fucking good and yeah though there was one with a funeral home where he like i can't remember what the thing was but it was just like you know he's they're talking to fucking people with loved ones that are dead man and right fucking, like this is very serious oh my god the things that they're fucking oh so i i think actually that might have been one where the person running the business was like no we can't we can't what do you mean we can't do that <laughs> that's insane we can't do it that's a god of your mind we can't do that so uh yeah it was uh, such a good show Quick yeah. amendment. I actually I do watch TV shows, but I only watch Star Trek. <laughs> so, wanted to clarify that. True television. Yeah, I think this was. I think I don't even know what this constituted. Uh, it was actually it had to be on actual Comedy Central, not just the streaming stuff. In any event, the uh, what do we got here? The, the uh, da, 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 da. we also get another notebook entry before leaving town. The princess needs to be saved. Provoca, a city to the east, has a port. And Lucan, who prophesized your coming, that's also another thing, Jay. There's always a prophet who prophesized your coming. Just, oh, so you, yeah. just, just so you know. <laughs> but the one for this game is Lucan, and he has left for Crescent Lake. Start our journey into the outside world 
with Journey to the Temple of Fiends on page 17 here. They explain the party ordering menu you access with the select button and then spend a couple pages explaining the battle UI. Then we have two pages on ways to heal yourself after getting smacked around a little bit. And I enjoy <laughs> that they specify in the tense cabins. Oh, we've already done that. <clears throat> so I'm going to talk about that. Uh, how do you guys feel about the rest of that part of the, the manual? <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they have a, like a, they have a pretty cool little like uh, blurb on the Temple of Fiends. Uh, it says, no one knows why this place was named the Temple of Fiends. Yeah, Only the bravest cool. of warriors have gone near and none of them have returned. Damn, that's actually it's serious. Like 400 years, I think it is, that no, one, no one's been seen. I think the exact verbiage I remember seeing was, no one remembers or there no one has been seen leaving the temple of the fiends for 400 years oh which is which is pretty cool yeah how is that the first thing that we're doing like <laughs> i'm just stepping out of, i'm just stepping into the fantasy like all right let me pick a sword uh, who's gonna fight and it's like guess what your mission a, is to do this thing no one has ever ever returned from right that's Good a luck. fantastic question well I, that is not to imply that the princess has been gone for 400 years. Just that this particular locale where she is believed to have been taken is a place that no one has emerged from in 400 same, years. Same but it's, it's, yeah, it's, a, it's still a, it's a valid question. But I mean, that I, mean I, can, I can role play it and say that, like, you know, the distances that you cover, although you walk from the castle to the Temple of Fiends in, you know, only a few seconds in your life is supposed to represent, you know, you taking quite a long time to get there. And the journey is so arduous that a lot of people fall to it. Well, they yeah. the, the way the wording I'm talking about is specifically referencing literally like anyone who goes on goes in does not emerge from. Like it's nothing to do with the journey to or from. It's just a matter of going well, if you go the in there to. that's that's part of it. It's attrition. If you go in there, you do not come out. Mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. believe was was what I glean from the the wording that I'm referencing. But in any event, yes, it, it is a valid question that like <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's you know I mean you know clearly uh, it goes without saying that within the confines of the actual game it is not a difficult thing. But the uh, you know with if, if you just look at it from a lore perspective, yes, you could as an adventurer go, well, what the fuck, man? That's well, <laughs> like, I just got here. Like, do you have like, a starter pack? Do you have a starter pack? The point is like that's explicitly, a tree? <laughs> that's explicitly how badass you are. You know, like right. yeah, that, that's like the old, that's like the, you know, in D&D, &D, like, you know, non-playing characters, you know, just common people, they have one hit point, right. you know, so like all three of us in D&D &D world, we have one hit point, you know, like you take any fucking damage, that's how serious one point of damage is. So, um, you know, you're basically even at level one, even not knowing how to, well, make sure you equip your weapons, even not knowing what the hell you're doing, you know, you're still for the most badass motherfuckers in 400 right. years, man. And there's, I, I recall a number of times, or at least one, maybe not a number, I don't know. But I recall uh, later in the manual, they they make a, they mention that, like the wording for, it, 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 it said that like essentially that you believe you are the light warriors, that like you as the player and your characters believe that you are the light warriors, but mm -hmm. that it is a belief you have and not that, that remains to be seen. Exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's you know. That is kind of like being handed, theoretically being handed this seemingly impossible quest is what 
like immediately. And, you know, like you have to take it into context, too, that this you are probably not the first motherfuckers to try to go get the princess. So the king is the king. And that's why the the queen is so distraught, alone, sequestered in her in her chamber is because this they've been they've tried to fix this already. And they've been they failed uh, and they're at the their wits end, you know, in in trying to accomplish that. So your arrival, it's kind of like, okay, sure. Yes. Oh, sure. Go go give it a whack. Yeah, you think you can do it? That, go that go give it a whirl. Because yeah. otherwise, when I was reading this, I was thinking, like, are they giving me, like, the setup kind of like, hey, Bowser stole your princess. You got to go get her. But on the way, you're going to do all this other stuff. Like, I'm like, are they setting me up? <laughs> or are, they just, like, <laughs> is this, are they just telling me this is what I'm doing eventually? No. There, yeah, there, really, which there also is doesn't... duplicitous stuff in this story. So that's not a that's not Yeah. A, uh, there, there also is that that actually kind of explains uh, one of the old, one of the old uh, complaints about games like this, which is like, you know, if if you show up to save the kingdom and the the king's like, okay, cool, man, give it your best shot, and he gives you like, in Dragon War, he gives you a fucking stick. You're like, <laughs> like you know, like the king here, he's like, yeah, yeah, people have showed up to save my daughter before. Yeah, let me know how it works out. Right, right. You know, so like, I'm not going to give you a whole bunch of like dope ass equipment because like, I'm not going to go. I might as well just go throw it in the sea, you know? Right. Because <laughs> it's going to go into the Temple of Fiends and it's never going to come out. Yep. On page 24, we get three pages of battle techniques and strategies headlined, Plan Your Battle Wisely. This is pretty cool. This is a cool chart. It's got three good examples and three bad examples of war tactics. And the little blurb up top made me smile. It reads, While engaged in battle, it is always wisest to plan ahead. Wise battle tactics will minimize the damage to your party. Unwise battle practices will lead you to the clinic. (laughs) (laughs) Which is pretty good. So is this, just to make sure I understand, like, the way this battle system works, you set up what each of your characters is going to do all in one fell swoop. Like yes, and that that the is red very... mage does this, and the white mage does this, then the black yep. mage does this, Correct. and then and then everything happens, right? You don't yep. get to react. Interesting. Correct, and that is its own. That's that thing. If you recall, I think it was during Ultima where Jav and I got into a knockdown dragout argument about mm-hmm. the ineffective thing. This is one of the thing. One of the the two two of the three things that what is it that the two things that I pulled this card on now or whatever it was with it, was the, it was the getting the uh, fucking yeah it was hitting a space that's not there right and it'll come back way. to me right but yeah so this, so this is an extension to that Jay where basically if you you know say you have two of your four characters attack the same enemy and the first one kills that enemy in once you know once uh, all things are chosen and and that turn plays out the uh, if if that thing dies after the first character that you had to attack it with the second person will just attack that empty space and it will just say ineffective or some shit like that and essentially waste their turn and you have no way to oh yeah to stop that, you know what I mean? And that it's incredibly oh, frustrating because, you know, man. yeah, I mean, it, with harder enemies, you don't know where you're, you know, there's obviously no way to know. I mean, I guess you could fucking count HP that you, I mean, that's what you, you end up doing. Like you literally, yeah, you try a, to, but that's not easy, <laughs> especially for a child. It's necessary. Yeah. Not for a child. It's necessary, but yeah, a, I mean, we can either consult the strategy guide and get a general idea of how much hit points the enemies have. And then, you know, you'd know how much, 
you see, I mean, you basically, you really do. If you want to do it the most efficiently, you have to kind of count, you know, and right. remember that, oh, my fighter hit that enemy for 25 sure, points. But even, even, even if you're doing that, you're still going to have instances where oh, you're it's like, absolutely going to happen to you. But yeah, like, you if make, you just hit a, 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 a all the time, it's, you're going to literally, well, the game tells you, you're going to suffer for, sure. for it. For sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's I me. Mean, that's honestly, that's probably, I mean, it's still frustrating when it happens, but, you know, one of the things that I think, keeps you engaged uh, in these battles is that real-time math computation that you're always doing. You know, even like, I mean, I, I, it, it's a weird, like when I sit and think about like those early battles where, you know, say you get, you know, you, you'll, you'll see, you'll see the patterns a lot early on, Jay, the, there's, there's groups of wolves and there'll be four of the orange regular wolves and one of the purple whatever the fuck they are. What are the GR gray wolves? Gray like, wolves are great wolves. Let me check right. that real quick. Yeah. G it's just the GR on there. So yeah, I mean, so essentially, you know, you, that, that is its own uh, immediately. You'll start going. So like, okay, my fighter is definitely going to attack the, the, the G one. I might tack on my secondary melee person to that. I will definitely only have the mages attacking one of the, orange the the easy the weaker ones you know and like it's not going to kill on the first turn so i'm going to have that mage do the same meager amount of damage on the second you know what i mean you will you will like very quickly start to devise these math problems and the way you cope with each type of group of enemy that you encounter and some of them are quite repetitious so you will develop a pattern kind of like your go-to solution based on the math that your particular party can generate, you know, it, it is, it is a wildly satisfying part of, of the battle system, I think. Yeah. And, and very seriously, like when you get it to work, like if you're like, okay, I know this enemy has X amount and I know that my fighter is going to do 85% of that. And I hope that my mage can do you exactly know, the 15. Right. when you get it to work. I mean, literally it, it's, it's, it's strategy. And if they didn't have that feature in this game, then you could just spam. I think in the Dawn of Souls version for Pete, PlayStation that I played a while back, you can, and that's why I said that, you dick, you can just hit <laughs> A, and it just goes, and then somebody on Facebook's probably going to correct me and say it's not true there either, but <laughs> make, make your own podcast, I don't know. <laughs> oh, by the way, uh, the GR designation uh, seems to be uh, gray. Really? Because I don't think they're all gray. Like, gray would make a lot I mean, they, that sense. could change. that could change later, yeah, I think. But yeah, uh, it's like gray imp and gray uh, wolf are definitely the first things that you'll encounter. Okay. The first, yeah. and it's gray gray shark. Yeah. So, spoiler alert, Jay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, he has the he has the he checks his email, so he has the bestiary chart that I emailed him, so he can. Ooh, see but this. counterpoint. Ooh, there is a uh, great peed, great centipede later on. Okay. So. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, back to this chart. I like the example number two is focused on metering spell usage so as not to waste MP. And I took note of this third cell's wording on there. It says, another spell is not need needed to terminate this ogre. And that is verbiage in the game when you kill something. It says terminated. And that's just mm -hmm. playing great, you know, as opposed to kill or <laughs> whatever. It says terminated. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a Nintendo thing. Like, you know, like the same, like, you know. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. My guess is, yes, it's, a, it's they're trying to soften the idea that of the killing aspect of this. They don't they don't want any game. You don't kill, you know. Cartoons didn't kill things. G.I. Joe didn't kill anyone. Right. They just shot lasers and then they had to parachute so, out of the out of the right. crashing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, def it's definitely that to me uh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I, there's it's also kind of fun, you know, because they had to choose like, the you know, that's not terminated is not the automatic 
other answer. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so there was some level of we're like, let's go with terminated, you know, and they probably yeah. had, there's probably a person in a room somewhere that was like, <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, there's a variety of options in the thesaurus right. under kill and they chose terminated. Right. So, yeah. And and I I can't help but want to think that has something to do with Terminator. Uh, well, Terminator Two wasn't out until '92, so you can't really give it yeah, to that. Yeah, Terminator but... One was hot. I, right. I I wouldn't link it necessarily, but I want to believe. Right, exactly. That's <laughs> that's, a, that's a good way to put it. On page twenty-seven, we get rolling on this damn thing with rescue the princess of the Temple of Fiends, and they suggest pillaging some treasure rooms on the west side of the temple. Once you get there, before a section titled "Be Courageous." Get ready to rumble on page 29. <laughs> uh, that's great. That's a, that's a perfect example of what I was saying earlier about how, like, the copywriting is phenomenal and it is, like, conversational and it's not, like, stiff. It, it's not even, you know, it's it's not stiff in two ways. It's not stiff in, like, shitty manual, like, scientific copy. And then it's also not stiff in requiring itself to stay within the story world. You know what I mean? It, it is willing to – the get ready to rumble is obviously – that's that's we're talking fucking uh that's heavyweight box Michael that's yeah exactly that's <laughs> yeah. Michael Buffer stuff you know what i mean and like that's mm-hmm. that that's great that they have the balls i guess to to subvert that you know what i mean so they hold your hand through initiating battle with Garland, after which you find the princess and she warps you back to the King of Canaria. And that's something this game is kind about in general usually when you complete a huge task or a major plot point, you do not have to then slog your way back to the fucking castle or the town or whatever that you have to return with your spoils from. But or to, sometimes rather. you do. Yeah. Not every, yeah. And, bo- and it will stand out very fucking starkly. Exactly. And that's, that, you know, that's a beautiful thing in of itself too, that, that they, you, you, you offer, you offer this olive branch. And then when you take it away, that makes it that much more significant. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it's it's cool. It's cool. <laughs> Dude, but here you don't, don't have man. to. Dude, looking at the bottom of page 30, talk, talk, talk. Like, I'm very concerned that I'm going to, like, miss a lot of stuff. Like, <laughs> got to read, man. It's an RPG. Oh, man. You got to yeah, read. That's a story, dude. That's, that's a story, yeah. It's like They're talking the about talking the walls, talking the stairs. Like, oh, man. I just know I want to miss something. Well, you, you should gotta... be okay considering that you'll have the strategy guide. Uh, Later. But like, I mean, not like... yet. Not yet. We're not going to have the when strategy guide. When are we doing guide that, Elsa? Oh, let's on the top. We'll, we'll save that for the last okay. section. But kind we'll, of some we'll... of the – yeah, we, we definitely got to decide kind of some of the – I don't know, the parameters. format. Format format of the yeah, parameters of this quest because it is – it's just a and bigger – I'm going to have to set some for myself because, like – I think well, I'll I'll get into it, but like yeah, just having save states, it's like uh, you know, I'm trying to challenge myself a little bit, right? You know, but um, yeah, but once you get the, once you get the strategy guide, you'll be able to like navigate it mostly. But like, I mean, if you were just playing this game raw, you know, with with no assistance at all, like yeah, you would have to talk to everybody. Yeah, well, then you know, when I was going through this, just this manual here, and like thinking about play it this way without the strategy guide until I noticed, I think it's the earth cave or maybe marsh cave. When I first noticed that it referenced those posters and then I looked them up and saw what they had and saw that we had some maps. I was like, I was thinking to myself, like how in the fuck yeah, do you do the marsh cave without some kind of map <laughs> or, you know, or like through <laughs> any of this dude. stuff? Yeah. Uh, and you know, even, I mean, those maps that were packings, like I said, they're, they're just blank. They're not, we'll talk about those later too, but you know, they're not, strategy guide tier maps where they're pointing stuff out. So 
you know, it still would be very difficult even with those. But on the, the one upside, I think like, this is a very linear game. You know, it is it is there's not a lot of I, the Dragon Warrior is way more open worldy, I think, in, in what oh, you, okay. could, you, you could get yourself into. Uh, this one is I mean, you know, you can still wander around and probably get into some shit, but you're you're not going to hit the wrong plot point. Like it, it, it does a it does a very good it's job of possible. Right, yeah, it does a very good job of gatekeeping with you got to get the ship okay. to get outside the thing. You got to fucking do the TNT thing to get outside that little central lake good, thing. Yeah, don't be fucking in up here. Come on. All, all that shit's in there. All the shit's in there. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not spoiling there, there actually there is one uh there is one divergence point and, and I, I did the math for this a long time ago i'm, I'm not going to get into it but i'm i'm going to do it in this game i'm gonna yeah do... you meant you yeah you mentioned trying to do something I mean, yeah i'm sure there's you know i'm sure there's it's not this is not and, and I, I did the math like i literally know that you can i mean like i know the game inside and out there's you know you can you just like <laughs> we always did it at a like at the point where you're supposed to and once i did the math i was like man you could fucking kind of do that almost whenever you want after a certain point so uh, i'm gonna do that but i'll yeah. keep that to myself you, you thought you thought you did those other thing, two things too jab you know you don't know everything i wasn't fully wrong on the one <laughs> until facebook yeah. tells me i was yeah uh, here in the castle you're urged to chat up everyone score the loot from the princess the loot, not some loot, and and get informed by the king that he's having a bridge built to the north so you can access the continent across the channel. And we've ridiculed King Lorik and Lord British quite a bit for their paltry dedication of resources to our epic quest undertakings in their respective kingdoms. So I think we should conversely commend... And wait, this, is, I, this motherfucker doesn't have a name, actually. That's, uh, we, we should commend this king for... <laughs> His <laughs> fucking serious effort to help us out by building this bridge, which would be probably quite an engineering feat uh, to knock out Lickety Split at this time. You know what I mean? It's no, no some serious funds to get that no, done for sure. And you know, I am a little worried that probably a number of less than free individuals might have perished in order to accomplish <laughs> that feat as fast as it's accomplished. But you can't make an RPG omelet without working a few thousand slaves to death, I suppose. So, you know, what are you going to do? It's uh, true. Uh, <laughs> it seems like it would be cheaper. I mean, like, you know, it seems like it would be cheaper to just give you a ship <laughs> to sail out of the port <laughs> instead <laughs> of, you know, say, you know, working your slaves to death. But, you know, I, that's, I guess that's why I'm not the king. Exactly. Exactly. You don't know the – you know, that's kind of you – don't, you don't know all the numbers, man. You know, like, right. you can't – don't tell me – don't – the worker bees should not be telling me – Right. Well, hey, that's why. You know, I said, what what should be on the crafty table? Don't tell me we should have fucking actual soda and not just water. I know how much <laughs> money we have. <laughs> in, in fact, send this motherfucker to build the bridge. <laughs> Don't tell the boss shit. He knows what's what. <laughs> so we have another notebook entry here. The king had a bridge built. The princess gave you her loot. The loot can break the evil gate, and That's Matoya, hot. a witch who lives to the north, needs the crystal. A page on the bridge itself follows, where in customary big business PR fashion, they gloss over the dubious business practices that likely led to the bridge's expedient construction. No mention of that. But it's been built now, and then you're on to crossing that bridge, where they point out the opening credits for the game roll as you pass over it. 
and yeah, which is hot too because you don't get them right away. Yep. Yeah. Right? They, yeah, they, dude, they, I they can't believe that the fact dude, that this is all a prologue. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, the fact that they call it a prologue is its own like cinematic thing that they do. You know what I mean? That that's very it very it cool. Be, uh, it helps it be a story. Yep, it helps it be epic. <laughs> for sure. You know. <laughs> for and, sure. Yeah, yeah, and they they use the language carefully. Read the story. It is your story. For this is your Final Fantasy, and you know, they know they're handing you the keys of some video game storytelling fire. For the time <laughs> here, you know, and they're not afraid to say it. And I, and I love, I love those choices uh, here. That's great. Yeah, and also you looking back at the, uh, looking back at the castle from the other side, which that seems like a pretty fucking big divide to build a bridge over. But again, <laughs> yeah, right. But I mean, you know. you know, they're just people, whatever. We don't, you know, we got plenty of them. They, they, before moving on, they have a short blurb that it's not too late to restart. If you think your party blows. That the you know the amount of time that you invest you have invested to this point is quite minimal compared to the total time that you will spend in completing this adventure. So wow. you also may want to change your Hot. response speed. Yeah. is the dungeon theme and we open here with how to organize an adventure party and i love that that wording suggests this is how to approach it in general not just within the context of final fantasy on the nes <laughs> <laughs> just any adventure party anytime you're going out right adventuring yeah, this, this is how you do it <laughs> here are your options yeah how to organize your party in Final Fantasy is entirely up to you. Make it up any way you like. It cannot be wrong. The game will require different strategies depending on who is in your party. And it might be a bit of a fallacy to say it cannot be wrong. <laughs> yeah, especially for your first playthrough, yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. I'm Right now, I'm thinking immediately you have to have a black mage and a white mage. I don't know if a red mage is necessary. Like, do you need a red one if you have black and white? That's the question that I'm, I'm weighing right now. The question of the day. We'll, we'll talk about it later. We'll okay. talk about it later. But I, I, you, yeah, I heard some ideas in there that I don't think you're wrong about. <laughs> I, I saw, I mean, like, I'll, I don't know where else to put this, so I'll put it here. But I, I saw online when I was trying to think of a, a good party to do for myself, I saw some psychopaths. <laughs> on, I think, on, I'm like, telling you. I, when I tell you mine, I think you're going to be like, you're out of your fucking mind. <laughs> Game facts that, like, were like, oh, I used to do, like, you know, this one particular party, and, like, I only let one guy use weapons. I only let one guy use uh, magic. I only let one guy use items. And then, like, some other shit that they were doing. And, then, like, they, they managed, so they say, to beat the yeah, game. Yeah. So. I can't imagine... I mean, you know, man, I, I'm not going to put restrictions on myself like that. Like, no, I, yeah, I, I, I love a lot of these games. I can't imagine enjoying the process of playing them so fucking much that you, 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 you have to make it, you have to do, you have to work that hard to make it interesting, I guess is my right. <laughs> like, like if you, game you played like it that much, times. go do something else. Like you, there are so many options in the world. There are so many <laughs> That's, I got school and shit, man. I can't be like, I'm going to beat the game only using items. Like, uh, no, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, 
yeah. After a whole page explaining the UI of this little system here, they dedicate the next to explaining what they term occupations, as I mentioned earlier. We have a fighter, a professional fighter trained in the use of all weapons. The fighter is able to wear heavy armor and is skillful with large swords. Even with this bulky equipment, quick moves are still possible. Then we have the thief. Agility and dexterity are the strong points of this character. The thief is good to have when you need to avoid an attack from the enemy. And I could not believe how many people in our uh, on the Facebook page and stuff when we posted when I posted that thing about you know just what's your party just to, to kind of field ideas. Mm-hmm. I could not believe how many like I didn't know that the thief could run at a higher efficiency. I didn't know anyone. Could. I had no idea. I, I've I, discovered it now, but like, I mean, like, you know, I, not, not to go too deep into this, but like thief was never literally never a feature in our parties. Right. Yep. Ever. And yeah. And, and it's cause yeah, they had, they seemingly had no utility whatsoever. And Yeah. That's interesting. But I mean, if you were playing, I mean, like, it, it makes sense. Like, if you were going to play this game, you know, raw, you know, on hardcore, so to say, and you're like, you know, if I just die, I die. Like, you might need to get away. Like, I have save states. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> I'm fine. I don't need to get away. But, like, if you were serious about it, like, I could see the utility of a thief. Yes. Well, the thief is, yeah, it's in the default party, too. It's in the, you know, it's fighter, thief, white mage, black mage. It's got very cool. Is that blue? That's blue hair. That's not even a hood. So yeah, it's very uh, alternative. And, I mean, it, it, you know, it's we haven't got to that part yet, but that's what becomes the ninja. And there's no one on the planet who doesn't like ninja options. The black belt comes next. He is a master of martial arts, though, both mentally and physically or tough, both mentally and physically. <laughs> not though this warrior can fight effectively with bare hands. And that's, you know, that's kind of that's kind of the whole thing with the black belt is eventually you're, you're trying to work towards not having to equip that dude with anything. You know, and when you do, holy shit. Yeah, yeah, he's lit for sure. Then we have the Red Mage, and this has the ability to learn some of both black and white magic spells and is a fairly good fighter. So it's kind of just like middle of the road uh, on all things. Excels at nothing, but isn't shitty at anything either. Jack of all trades, master of none. None, right? (laughs) Yep, right. And then we have White Mage, and this uses white magic. This character can heal wounds and cast many defensive spells. The White Magician is not a very good fighter, but can learn powerful magic. And then lastly, the Black Mage. This character is skilled with black magic, very powerful spells used to attack the enemy. This character will one day be so endeared by Jab, he will have it tattooed on his person. Then a then we have a couple pages of example parties. So this is pretty fun here too. So we have for the beginner, the fighter, black belt, white, and black mages balanced. And I feel like this is what we rolled with most as kids, Jeb. Almost always. Yeah. It, it almost felt like a, a sacrilege to go otherwise. <laughs> right. Like right. It, it didn't seem right. I was. I guess we weren't very adventurous and stepping away from that. We weren't. There, there, my guess is there had to be something in that strategy guide that was because like I don't feel that's this is actually it's funny it's, it's kind of it's kind of like it's kind of a weak party in a way it, like uh, you will yeah. you will get exposed to some damage in this party like only your fighter is going to eat that shit up and otherwise like you're kind of just taking it on the chin for the other three characters. Right. Yeah, you're gonna revive them. They're gonna be at the clinic a lot. The- <laughs> but again, like once you get that black belt to something decent, like he hits like a truck. Right. Yeah. Yeah. My get. You know, my thing. I'm thinking. You know, it's. It, I, 
I'm sure we like we looked at this manual uh, at some point or another, but and it's not like it was lost or anything. But the, you know, I, I feel like we, we we probably I probably already had that strategy guide when you got this game, mm-hmm. is, my, is my guess. And I feel like we didn't ever need to dick around with this. We had the better book. So yeah. And my guess is that book has something in it somewhere that points us in the direction of this this party. And that is why we never, you know, that book was, again, It's we've talked about it before, it was like our Bible. So, you know, like, there right. was, well, whatever it told us to do, we're like, no, I'm not. Why would I, st- why would I not do that? <laughs> I mean, I got it right next to me because you bought one for me for uh, some sort of gift-giving occasion right. a, a few years back. I don't see anything about it, dude. I mean, it jumps right into fucking chapter one. It does not cover character or party creation at all. There's so. got to be in the strategy guy. There's got to be something about parties in there. Yeah, there's I'm no way. There's no way. Those things are so comprehensive. In any event, the next suggested party is the default party that we've mentioned: the fighter, thief, black belt. Uh, or wait, no, I wrote black belt, red mage. That's what I wrote. That's the default party. Am I right about that? That's what it is. Fighter, thief. Oh, so I, I was wrong about that. That's crazy that my mind put the that other thing in in <laughs> the default party because that's. I mean, I guess it's kind of close. It's the fighter and thief, but I could have swore it was the mages. That's crazy. Not really, actually. Well, I, I guess yeah. If you're you are you're missing two of the mages, but yeah, that's yeah. It's, I don't know. I mean, we, so we obviously like switched. We chose the beginner party, right? We go out yeah. of our way to find it. Yeah, I yeah, I fucking absolutely hate that fucking lineup. <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, a fighter you can get away. Black belt, red mate. Eh. Terrible. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't do it. Like it's like yeah, I mean, like because here's the thing, it's it is, if your goal is not to have powerful magicians, which is a fine you know fine choice to make, and you're you know like you said, there's no wrong answer. But if that is your choice. Having that red mage in there is, I mean, I, I get, you know, I guess you make the argument, like, just have a little bit, especially early on, a little bit of magic to just give you a little nudge uh, of help. But it, it long run, that is just a fucking dead weight in your party. You yeah, know, like, that, that's going to work against imps. That's going to get tougher when you get to the sea shrine. Yep. Yeah, I fucking hate that lineup. Yeah, I would. It, it's got some decent fighting ability, but eh. Right. But again, that's what I mean. If that's your goal, if your goal is to have this just, you know, fucking melee tank party, like get get punts, don't have the red mage there. Get something else in there, you know, mm-hmm. the second fighter or something. I mean, yeah, half of what the red mage. But then can you do have no magic to start. But yeah, that's what I was gonna say. What it it's basically the flip side because the fighter will give you later on. It will give you essentially what the red mage gives you early on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Not really, dude. I mean, those, those, what you get from the fighter later on is not, I do it because I can. In any event, we can argue about that later. And an alternate choice is two black belts, white and black mages. And I like that one better. Yeah. I I was like, like, fuck, they fucking, I wouldn't do it, but I, (laughs) yeah, it would be brutal as fuck early game, but it would get lit late game if you could survive there. Yeah. It would be really, really. Interesting. Oh, and you're not, and, and they have, have a really good point. Yeah, you're not buying a lot of weapons, so you, all your fucking gold's gonna go essentially, especially early on when it really matters. All your gold's gonna go to, to spells, right? Match, right? Because your black belts ain't gonna take much at all. They'll get some bracelets later on that are pricey, but that's later on. Right. 
So they, they actually mentions specifically here, while not recommended for those who are inexperienced, the veteran players should have a lot of fun with this one. <laughs> uh, so we have, they have a magic user one. That's fighter, red mage, white mage, black mage. And this might be one instance where I could stomach that red mage, you know? Mm-hmm. Like it's, I consider it to be as useless as tits on a boar hog to put it in Mad Mike's words, but that is one instance where like that little bit of middle ground that it exists in could actually be helpful. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's See, that's terrible. what I'm considering. I'm considering that one, but maybe swap out the red mage for another black mage. Oh. That would two black. Mm. Yeah, that's 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 an interesting approach. Yeah, that is definitely you would. I mean, you can beat the game with that. You can beat the game. You can beat the game with anything. You can beat the game with the crazy ass idea I have. <laughs> I know, but uh, I mean, like, I'm I'm thinking of it from his perspective. Like, it, right, it, it real, can work. Real. You're gonna take a lot of damage. Right. Yeah, I guess maybe the way to put that is, yeah, you could beat that. Is that is you can beat the game with that party? I think even as a first timer, like, I think that's it's possible. It's not. You're gonna yeah. You're gonna have some. You're gonna have a lot. You're gonna be. You're gonna talk about being at the clinic. You were gonna be at the clinic with those black mages. Oh, yeah. fucking lot. <laughs> well, we can we can talk about Jay's party later on. Right. And then they have another like kind of like a advanced magic user one here that's labeled heavy magic use, and this is a red mage. So essentially, your red mage is your tank, which is crazy talk. Yeah. And and then, and then a white mage and two black mages. Uh, you, the, the word in here is you must like magic to use this party. In the beginning, many trips will be spent returning to town for revival. <laughs> if you could purchase heal options by the barrel, you would do so. So they got they, this one's so good they got jokes. <laughs> <laughs> and then lastly, they have powerful fighting, fighter, thief, two black belts. So no magic till class change. No thanks uh, on that. Um, generally speaking, anyways. And then we have a little closing verb at the bottom that says there are over a hundred different character combos possible. That's interesting to me. I wonder if there's even more than that. How's that? I mean, no, maybe maybe not. Actually, never mind. I'm I'm thinking of it. So yeah, I mean, see, it's six times six times four is, is what the math is there, right? Six times. Six. Uh, I don't perfectly know how that works, but um, I think it'll be yeah, thirty six times four. So I think yeah, I think it'll be one twenty one one thirty two one forty four. Mm-hmm. Well, I was thinking of some other different shit, which we'll get to when we talk about our parties. So back into the narrative, we have three pages on the cave of Matoya and the top of the second page copy reads, if you search the entire cave, you will probably find Matoya the witch. If you're having trouble finding her, she's up at the top of the cave. And (laughs) I understand they're childproofing this, but we're talking maybe four screens worth in a two by two layout of space here for the entirety of this cave. If you can't find Matoya, you're going to have a really hard fucking time playing this video game and might want to tap out now. <laughs> and like the skulls really like, you know, like there's like skulls adorning her. Those are skulls or are those pottery it looks like skulls. They're like skulls, adorning yeah. her like fucking, you know, her room and like they lead you right to her. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they railroad you right to her. So, yeah, it's, it would be tough. But whatever, like I said, they're not they're not taking any chances with losing any players here on this genre that they have no faith in. They tell you to remember what she says and that it might be wise to write down anything that you think is important. And I fucking goddamn love the idea of a little kid with their little spiral bound notepad jotting mm-hmm. down their crazy ass notes for later review. I fucking love it. <laughs> yep, that's very cool. So good. It's so fucking good. Uh. They even have, like, again, we'll talk about this later, but the map has 
the overworld map has those bubbles for each point of interest that are meant to be written in. So you could jot down notes for that particular town if there's something important there that you want to remember is there or if there's something to come back to. You know what I mean? So that's, yep. yeah, it's, I just love that they all, these games that they like, I don't know, just, it's so good. Make your maps, fucking write your notes down. Love it. They should have fucking all came with leather bound fucking moleskins, man. I, <laughs> <laughs> they fucking barely had money to finish the game. Man. I know. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, make some money off of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> should have released a fucking a director's cut or something with the leather bond moleskin, whatever. Once it, once it got some traction. The third page tells you of a special spell, the brooms that autonomously patrol Matoya's pad teach you. And this is, I'm going to try to pronounce it because it's not really with words, obviously, but it's T. Celesby Huss Up. <laughs> and it's been said, you see, that brooms speak backwards. That's the tip. And that they, then that nonsensical shit said in reverse is push B select. And if you push B and select simultaneously, it brings up the overworld map in the game. And one, this is fucking awesome. And two, the points of interest are flashing white dots on the map. So you know where you need to prioritize reaching in your exploring. So there's just on obviously multiple levels. This is an incredibly helpful thing. And the way that they seeded it in the game is just so good. You know, that, that it's not just something in the instruction manual that it tells you to do. You know what I mean? It's, it's honestly it's something you could miss. Right. Exactly. For sure. And it's got some cool little like uh, icons. Yeah, there, if, like yeah. If you don't, if you sword. don't talk to the brooms, <laughs> you might you miss don't that. Interpret what they say. You know, right. like you can miss that shit. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, they're, I don't know, they're just, I guess, you know, it, I, I guess also what I love about it is that it's priming you to all, to think about everything, you know, I mean, to one, yeah. they, we're going to talk to these brooms, okay, they're going to tell me something, and yes, it doesn't take a fucking, uh, the most nimble, uh, mental fucking uh, gymnast to, <laughs> to, to sort out what that sure. means, and, and, and to say it backwards, but the, it just, it just, puts you in a mode to fucking start thinking about and exploring things and, you know, pushing boundaries and fucking just try everything. And, and it's, it's a really good fucking, and there's, there's actually, I don't, I don't know if the, um, I'll, I'll just tease something here. Uh, there's, there's actually another one of those, uh, instances in this game that I don't know if, uh, is covered in the, um, in the instruction booklet here. That's like a controller thing. Yeah. I don't think it is either. And yeah, I, I question, we don't. Well, have to go, be, I don't want. I actually don't want Jay to know about this unless he can figure it out. Exactly right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. I believe it's in the strategy guide, but yeah, we okay. said if do your. Maybe he uh, find, Maybe he reads it thoroughly enough to find it. Well, I mean, we shouldn't. Like I said, we should. We'll talk about that later. But Jay, I strongly urge you not to touch that strategy guide yet. Yeah. <laughs> Try to stay away I, from it. We'll do. We'll do. <laughs> the right way. Right. Yeah, I mean, this take you know, this is this is a night nice, that this manual does a great job of it. It gets you, it, you know, does not drop you off without you having serious traction. You know what I mean? So that I think it's great in in that regard. That you, you know, yeah, this certainly should be thorough little... in a way that I'm like almost like, is this giving me away too much? But yeah. I, I know it's going to be helpful because this already seems like clearly the type of game that you can't just kind of spam B through to kind of get yeah. through. Like you <laughs> no, have to yeah. think and read and pay attention to everything. Definitely. Yeah. yeah you, I mean, yeah, you, you have to, yeah, it, it's, it's, you know, I think even dragon warrior, certainly fucking Ultima, you know, you, you, you can play those games. I think without, I mean, yeah, you're going to pick up on data points just to accomplish fucking 
quest log tasks, but you I don't you don't really have to immerse yourself in the story to get through this. I think you you I think you have to. I think you have to have a pretty good understanding of how the world is working in concert and what you're trying to do in the macro and how each the individual task that you might be on at a given time how it fits into that puzzle. I think you know uh, it, it's certainly like I said better than than our previous two side quests. I mean I, I'm sure there are situations where you can kind of just like obviously just kind of walk to the next thing, but uh, this this does a good job to try to force you to really immerse yourself. I think. Mm -hmm. On to Provoca, a town to the east that we're told can beget us a seafaring vessel. And alongside the town map, we are told that Provoca has been under siege by pirates and to explore the town and find out what's going on. And what do you think? Bicky? Bikey? How do you think you pronounce that I, pirate's name? Bikey. Bikey. Bikey the pirate. <laughs> yeah, Bikey the pirate is located in the northwest corner of town. He's just fucking hanging out up there. And a couple of pages walking you through battling the pirates after that. And the first blurb says, DON'T, in all caps. <laughs> they want you to save at the end first, which is very wise, I would say. You can definitely get your ass waxed by these pirates. And the number you have to battle is randomly seated between 5 and 9, if I recall correctly, Jeb. Yeah, something like that. It might be as low as, like, 4. But, um, I mean, you're, you, you can get as high as 9, I know that. Uh, For sure. And you don't want that, although they're really not that tough. They, you can definitely die if uh, you can, especially if you don't have, if you've not mastered the battle mechanics and that those math problems we talked about, you can definitely mm -hmm. die against these pirates for sure. Yeah. And you, you also like, if you haven't leveled up, maybe not to get right. away too much here and like, you know, manage your equipment well. Yeah. Yeah. They have a tip box at the end suggesting they expect some will have serious difficulty and that <laughs> the sleep sleep spell is the primary reco for, for dealing with these dudes. Hopefully, anyways, once you waste them, the humbled bikey gives you the keys to his whip, a frigate parked in the town's port. Uh, you think that's a frigate, Jeb? That was just the first old school ship term I thought of. Do you, what do you think that ship is? Uh, well, if I don't think a frigate. I think a frigate's like a much later uh, terminology, like after gunpowder and whatnot. So probably not. Okay. What's the other one in Civ? There's frigates and there's... Galleons. Galleon, that's it, yeah. Is it yeah, Galleon? but even, all of that is like Age of Sail shit and not medieval necessarily. Okay. okay. Yeah, I mean, like, but then again, you can't just take a trireme out, so I don't right. know. Caravel? What's the, what is it, what's the inter intermediary one? Yeah, Caravel, you're, that's like, uh, that's like, um, you know, the Nina, the Pinta, the Santa Maria shit. Pretty, pretty small ships, but also fairly advanced. I think that actually, I think the Portuguese were like the best at like building caravels and it was like some i think what actually gave them their big advantage at sea was like some special barrel making technique that allowed them to take provisions out the sea better or something like that none of which has anything to do with this game salt <laughs> <laughs> a couple of pages of post pirate provoca wind up also have a get ready for your ocean travel tip box most importantly, remember where you've docked your ship, and that's in all caps. Forgetting where you parked your ride is a real bummer for sure, so that's that's warranted. And then they have pictures of the ocean enemies, which are sharks, eyes, sahags, and kaizokus. And I've always thought the ocean enemy offering was lesser than it should have been, Jeb. Like, just those yeah. four things kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah, and it, they, they alter later on, but... Uh... Still the same yeah, price, it, it is a little scan. wanting. 
But you Especially don't want because most there's of your so adventure much to be in the ocean, though. Like you just want a little adventure in the ocean, but you don't want that to be the main adventure. No, so, no, no, and it's not. But you do. You have to spend some time there. Yeah, you spend some time there for sure. I mean, the uh, what I do like about the ocean enemies is the uh, the sprites are hot. Yeah, they look good. All of those are really good. Yep. The shark looks great. The eye is really fucking cool and bizarre. The shag is like, it's definitely a monster. And then the um, Kaizoku, which I'm assuming is just like, you know, a piratey exactly. kind of guy. Like, just right. fucking cool looking. Dude. It almost looks like a Ninja Gaiden. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Samurai to some degree. Yeah. So yeah, they have. They definitely have some sort With of a Viking-looking helmet going on. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. War. Yeah. They have metal armor. They do not have like you know, cloth stuff on. I don't think. Right. And they, I would say, their swords are kind of scimitar-y, Would you say they got the curvature, curvature of the blades? Blade. Yeah. One, one edged curve. Definitely scimitar-y. Yeah. scimitar I've always, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the page forty six points out copying the ship expands your world immensely and has another notebook entry. The elves live beyond the sea. Their prince is asleep. The town of Melmond is west of Provoca, and Melmond is under attack. So this kind of mm-hmm. like it, it essentially gives you two objective options to tackle, and that's that's interesting because that's kind of the first time that you get off a, a little bit like have to make a choice, you know. Mm-hmm. The handbook here suggests the castle of Elf next, dedicating two pages to that. And the notebook entry that follows summates all we learn here. The dwarves live across the Aldi Sea. Some prick named Astos attack the elves, leaving the prince under a sleeping spell, and that only Matoya's herb will wake that prince, who has the only key in all the land. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, I guess that's the nature of keys, right? In these games, yes, for sure. Well, I mean, in general, you know, like, it wouldn't do anybody any good. You have the only key to your house. (laughs) You know, it wouldn't fucking do anybody any good if every key opened every door. Right. Like in Dragon Warrior. (laughs) (laughs) they well if there's only one of them though the maybe they must think shit is getting deep at this point as they give us a seven-step flow chart titled plan for obtaining the mystic key and this is a very difficult part of the game and the resident rpg scientist in king loric's court (laughs) uh uh john mettler uh, actually, Jonathan Green was who weighed in on this. Um, John Mettler is, is the bigger Ultima um, scientist. But in any event, he weighed in on the fascia page that the Marsh Cave is probably the most broken of many broken parts in this game. And yep. I would I would agree to this. Like, I, you know, I don't think we were smart enough to really pinpoint that exact idea as kids, Jab. But I think we felt it emotionally. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like that part of the game is where I get like it makes me uneasy just to think about it. <laughs> yeah, for real. Like, not not to give too much away about the game, but like, I would argue that this is this is top three, one of the most difficult parts of the game, and arguably the most difficult. Right. Uh, yeah, I think taken within the relative relativity of your characters and your understanding of the game, the equipment you have, your you know where you're probably at level wise, like all like all that factored together. I think, yeah, I, I would say yeah, it probably is the hardest. And then what happens in the Marsh Cave and then afterwards, like, it is fucking tough, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't even, you know, I, that's the thing. I, I don't even remember. That's kind of what I'm getting at here. Like, I do not remember viscerally all that I have to do here. It's not like a hardcore specific Immediately memory. coming back to you, right? Right. But 
again, there is this emotional undertone, undertone, just the thought of this part of the game that I know is a bitch. You know what I mean? It's, it's and, unsettling even if you don't know what's happening. Right. Right. So that's interesting. We have two pages that cover the nearby town, Elfland, and the Ogre Creep grinding zone that can be found outside of that. And there's also a notebook entry here that reads, To get the Mystic Key, the Prince Must Wake. A disguised Astos lies waiting. The Northwest Castle is a mystery. And level four magic is expensive! Hmm. <laughs> Exclamation. <laughs> it's true. Which is part, honestly, you know, we just talked about like re- the, the relativity thing. Like, yes, when you walk into this town, and because I think there's a bunch of silver shit here too, if I recall, and like all that shit is just like, whoa, that's expensive for what the yeah. amount of gold I've been ha- I've been hanging with at this point, or, or, or rolling. Yeah, with because at this point. in Provoca, like you can get another, you know, generally you can get a, you can get a weapon for like your fighter characters, um, your melee fighting characters. Generally, I think um, it, it's 200 gold in the scimitar. It's not that big of a deal. And then right, you get yeah. there, and it's just like four, you, I think it's four thousand for the silver sword. I think I it's four thousand for the silver sword, and like straight up, yeah. you don't have that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And then like you like the the spells are yes very expensive but like these are where they become like a little bit you know this game is next level shit. Yeah, game breaking to some degree, yeah. At least for again for what you're facing at the time. Yeah. Because I think it's five, I think that's like five. I think that's the two level you get fire two, lit two, those things Correct. I believe. Because it's level 3 I believe. Uh, but it's amazing to me that I remember that I can remember the fucking how much the silver sword costs. <laughs> Confirming that for you right now. How much you say it was? Four thousand. I've. I, there's no. There's zero. Literally, dude. There's zero doubt in my mind. Well, you're correct. Yeah. None. <laughs> Which is crazy. It's crazy that like a. Yeah, dude. Fucking. Uh, I remember you barely I, got that actually. Yeah, it's not. It's not. It, uh, it's it's so yet, expensive. I mean, yeah, the fucking. Yeah. Doesn't make sense. How much is the goal? How much is the? Yeah. The the spells are a thousand. One point five thousand. So. I was gonna say fifteen hundred. Would be my guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's more important And by the time you get those, you're, you're probably just kind of wanting to get moving, but the silver right. sword is considerably better than the saber, for instance. Right. But the thing is, I think what it is, dude, and this is, it's kind of, it's like the Erdrick armor, uh, thing relative to the magic armor and dragon warrior. I think th- there's, uh, there's a sword that you get around here from a treasury in a cave or some shit, maybe the Mars cave or something that negates the, 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 the cost benefit of spending that money on the silver sword. Like, yes, it's an improvement on the saber, but you get something for free from a cave or something that makes spending that four grand on that stupid. You know what I mean? It's, it's, yeah. I'm, oh, I, I, I actually just might've found it. I'm not going to tell you, but yeah, I might've yeah. found it. Talking about. I, again. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but I just, again, that's kind of just like an emotional. Oh, memory. speaking, speaking of uh, Elfland and uh, doing things there, this, this is specifically for Jay and Josh, obviously don't tell him anything. Talk to everyone and talk to every thing in Elfland. You'll find something yeah. really cool. And it's a reference that you'll understand. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. On this dude, on this, uh, Jay and I were going through, you know, we're with the Nintendo power fucking thing. The, a couple issues ago, they, uh, it wasn't, it wasn't the preview, the four page preview of it. I think it was the, the next issue that had like a, a full piece on it that I think actually kind of mirrored this, this explorer's handbook as far as, it was like a six-page spread, and they had like little tiny boxes kind of hitting on each one of these sections of the of the manual here, and it stopped right at the airship just the same. But in any event, they were were talking about the contest that they do in there that they were doing, where again I, I mentioned earlier the grand prize of like you, <laughs> you and three friends 
supposedly flown somewhere to do you get costumes you go on an adventure somewhere they send a camera crew to record you so oh, you could you so you have the fucking memory on tape you know which is fucking incredible if it actually happened i i feel like it couldn't have because i was trying to i was googling around and trying to find an interview with the person who won that because just how could that person not have come forward <laughs> you know right and, and, and told and, their and story be, right and be known at this point how is it possible for that to be the case and i couldn't find anything on it. so that made that makes me lean in the direction of it never happening but that's neither here nor there one of the prize things was this this a staff of power or no sorry i'm sorry one of the questions for the first leg of the contest was like one like one, one is what's the name of the dancer in provoca What's the, uh, there's another uh, one. And then another one was what is the, how much is the staff of power worth? And yeah, Jay and I were going through this and we we're talking on the, uh, we we're recording that episode. And I was like, dude, I, I know how much it is. Like I, yeah. I just know. And like, it's, it's not even an item that matters. Like you don't no. keep that item. That and item I feel like sucks. I know too. Yeah. The item sucks, but so you always sold it. So that's why you like, that is why I know. And I was like, it's 12,500. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? Fuck it. And I th threw on the elevator music and we looked it up. I was like, God damn, man. It's, it's exactly what it is. <laughs> like, how do I retain something that fucking meaningless for 30 years? Like, what is wrong with me? <laughs> why, why my brain work that way? Right, right. Ah, fucked up. Do you remember how much the ribbon's worth? Mm. Thousand? I feel like it's one. Yeah, that might you know. Yeah, it, yeah. It was. You, I think you're right. I think you're it, right. I just found it's worth one. Yep. Why do I remember that? Because <laughs> that's significant. Because you're like you get anything in this game. You're like, especially you find it in a cave. You're like, ooh. <laughs> and it does. That's I a, mean, like the ribbon though. Like that's one of the fucking hottest items in the game, dude. I was going to say, yeah, it, it actually is you very helpful. You should that regardless. Right, it is helpful for the lesser characters or the lesser equipment-capable characters. Uh, yeah, but it's particularly helpful. Because, like, you're not, you're, I don't think you would put it on your knight because oh, your fuck. knight... No, power staff, I knew this. You said like 1,500 or uh, 15,000, and I was like, no, I feel like it's 1, 12, 000, 2, 3, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. 12,500 is what I said. 12,345. One, two, three, four, five. Okay, super close. That's what I thought it was, right? Super close. Um, Did I just pull your it, card? Is that how that works? Uh, yeah, that's how it works. I pulled your card. I don't think but that's that, how it works. I don't think that's how it works. That's, that's just a number. You know, that's not the same as like a game mechanic, Jay. It's not even, or <laughs> Jay, Jay, rather. It's not, 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 not at all the same. my right name. You're so shook. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the next two. Uh, are on the dwarf cave. The next two pages are on the dwarf cave found after a long trek north of Elfland. And luckily there are no enemies here, just a bunch of friendly dwarves And in the opening blurb. Sweet. What's that? I said, that's sweet. Honestly, it's funny you say that because I would say, you know, you're going into a cave here and I would say the feeling of first finding this is no question like an expectancy of it being some arduous thing that you're getting into here and you walk in here yeah and it is, it is a totally uh neutral environment where there's no enemies and you're just walking around talking to people and opening chests and shit and it it tonally is exactly that so it's funny uh to to get that from the manual <laughs> 
So yeah, we have yet another notebook entry summating what's discovered chatting up these dwarves. And there is Narek, and he is building a canal and needs TNT for that endeavor. The master blacksmith here needs adamant for something, some sort of item that he wants to make. And Astos is the one who stole Matoya's crystal, so they fucking um, sew up any uh, indecision on that matter. And then like on him right there. <laughs> yeah, and the earth is rotting from the west, you're told. And there is talk of a floater, question mark. And that tease of the earth rotting is the first inkling of the overarching uh, elementals and associated orbs quest that this game is really about here. So that's a significant story story point to, to uh, bump into, I guess. And from here, we move on to the Northwest Castle, and it's just a one-banger, but nothing here, it says that nothing is here but a lone king sitting in an otherwise empty throne room, and he essentially sends you on a fetch quest for the crown, and there's a typo in the bottom blurb here that says, alone the king, and uh, even, <laughs> though it's just, even though it's just a typo, I wanted to accept it as lore, and alone makes for a great sad king name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, alone the king. Uh, especially since yeah, the fucking king Canarian doesn't even have a name. This motherfucker's called alone. <laughs> well, I think it's saying that he is sitting alone by himself. Sure, 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 sure. But it's capitalized, is it not? It is, but uh, you know, it's the first. It's also the first word of a sentence. So it it, it does it gives the impression Ooh, it's, that it's a pronoun. Yeah. It gives the impression that it's a pronoun, but it's not the best way to uh, write English. <laughs> One page on the aforementioned dreaded marsh cave comes after that, and this is where the crown is found. And you are told to refer to the Final Fantasy Dungeon Maps poster. Finally, we can talk about these in, in length or at length. That was a pack-in with the game, and you'll fucking need it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd forgotten. I mean, it's it's four posters that actually were these pack-ins, and I had completely forgotten about those. I got in this part of the book without even they hadn't even crossed my mind. And they are just oh god, they are so fucking hot, man. There's there's an overworld map with each point of interest numbered and labeled. Like I said, they have those few lines to jot notes down on. We have an enemy identification chart, is how it's termed, and it's essentially yes, a bestiary. And it has their weaknesses, their stats, the rewards when you kill them, et cetera, et cetera. And I think these are the exact same boxes that they use in the like uh, in the strategy guide, when you you know when you first encounter enemies in the story, they put all these I think these exact same boxes in in the strategy guide. So we'll see these again when we talk about that. And the dungeon map has the marsh cave, the earth cave, Gurgu volcano, and the ice cave. So I would say that's probably like the first half of the game, maybe. Would you say, Jeb? Yeah, just about. Yeah. And yes, they do not have enemies or treasure locations or anything they're just literally blank skeleton uh maps but they i would yeah still very critical for maintaining your bearings early on having some idea where the fuck you're at in the full landscape Mm -hmm. and lastly they have a magic weapon and armor chart depicting who can use what and what other and some other important particulars rather and those are very helpful too of course and a link to these scans will be in the show notes throughout the quest if you need to refer to them as we go or would just like to look at them because they're pretty badass looking. And from there, it is back to Northwest. Do you, did I got you that stuff? You don't have those, do you, Jeb? What's that? 
those those maps. Those those aren't like those were not in the back of the manual or anything. Right? Oh well, actually, yeah. I mean, they are. Um, yeah, I got it right here because you bought me the uh, game with the case. Right, right. That's what I'm saying. So those back. were in there. Well, in the the fuck it, the instruction booklet is so fucked up that I don't really want to like handle. Up, oh, I might have just torn something. <laughs> don't want to handle it too much. Uh, okay, I got one big. Holy shit, this is in bad shape. I should not have done this. Yeah, so that thing that I sent last night with all the yeah the who can use what equipment and spells and whatnot that's on here, and then I got Marsh Cave. It looks so like Earth Cave. A, Marsh so Cave, Earth Cave, Gurgu. Yeah. Ice. Yeah, so it, so it is two two-sided fold-out posters, though, right? It's, yeah, one two-sided poster, yes. So you only have one of them. So you only have the dungeon map and the, the weapon and armor chart. So you do not have the enemy classification and the overworld map, then? I see what you're saying, yes. Uh, no, I do not have that. Okay, all right. Oh, this is in bad shape. That's a bummer. Better get on eBay and find that. <laughs> it's a good yeah, point. I mean, uh, it's just complete your go set. I guess you still need the cart too, or did I send you the cart? No, you sent me the cart and the the box and the okay. instruction and the okay. thing that I just talked about. Well, I'm never doing that again. Holy fuck! I'll never get this back in here. <laughs> so from there, it is back to the Northwest Castle for a page where we discover we've been double crossed. And the sad boy alone king is actually Astos, and you were just a pawn in his crown acquisition game. He also knew the Marsh Cave is fucking broken, and he said, fuck that noise and sent your ass there. (laughs) (laughs) I'm fucked on this, dude. Great. (laughs) Gonna disintegrate. Uh, You get Matoya's crystal if you can beat him, which I believe requires lucking into not getting vaped by his rub spell, is what I want to say. He's fucking tough. Yeah. Yeah, And that's kind of what I mean. Like, he... Between him and the Marsh Cave, holy fuck. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's just, I think of that battle. Like, you know, his sprite is one that stands out to me that I remember Mm, better than... sprite, too. Yeah, than most. Very alien-looking. And... Uh, yeah, the difficulty of that fight stands out in my memory pretty starkly. So. It's 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 a it's a very like it, it's almost got a feeling like of getting the bridge built after you beat Garland. Like once you beat that, like the the world opens up and you opens up, things. right? Yeah, it's entirely plausible that you will fucking have a very hard time with this guy. Prick Astos in our rear view, we must take Matoya her crystal. In return for this, she gives you the herb. And I'm pretty sure I recall us making immature and poorly developed jokes about this being weed, Jeb. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe you did. You were a little bit ahead of, of me. I was like, what, six, seven, eight playing this game? So that's, <laughs> you know, 10, 11, 12. Yeah, 10, 11, 12 is, is primo time for bad weed jokes. <laughs> there's definitely some drug references here, right? I mean, crystal meth and herb. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Are we just like fucking? I, I actually, drug I had We're never drug runners. <laughs> yeah, 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 I had never equated the uh, her crystal to being yes. Uh, what what is the difference there? What is that? It's not it's not a verb. It's a, I guess, plural. I guess it's just pluralized to say it's crystal. You know, or I don't know. No, just well, here, here's what I know about crystal meth. Breaking Bad. And right, sometimes right. the characters in Breaking Bad would refer to crystal meth as just purely crystal. So. Right, exactly. Right, yeah. No, yeah, I never I never once had made that connection, uh, to be honest with you. But 
why now, would children know what crystal meth is? Now that we're talking about it, that's yeah, cool. the idea that you take her crystal and she gives you weed is a very that's that's definitely thematically uh, correlated. Yeah. <laughs> Although the weed is gonna wake somebody up, that's not been my experience. <laughs> we then plod onward with these fetch quests by heading back to Castle Velf to wake the prince with said weed, and he imparts the mystic key, so now no door in the world stands in our way. They mention here that the townsfolk chatter in Elfland switches up significantly, and that as a general rule, when you complete a significant event in the game, you want to talk to people again to see if their stories change. And that's kind of like Ultima, but not quite. The next page is, and this is so kind of them, I would say. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dedicated, hot, actually. Yeah, to, dedicated to reminding you of all the locked doors you've traipsed across prior to this point in the story so you can go back and pilfer all that missed loot. And we're talking loot OOT, not loot UTE. And clarification <laughs> is necessary in this context. <laughs> you don't even have to take notes. The fact that they just, like, summarize it for you here. Thanks. Uh, right, yeah, handle. well... Yeah, yeah, because you have the key to the rest of the game. Yeah, that is, it's kind of, it does negate the need for your overall map to some degree. <laughs> That's definitely something we get, that would definitely something we get jotted down in those fucking bubbles. Maybe the only thing that a kid jots down in those bubbles, to be honest with you. Come back here, get chess. <laughs> it's it's, it's funny, here. they do, they do have the fucking, uh, one, of, one of the things that is mentioned, and actually I didn't even really know, or maybe I forgot, or just purposely never learned it, but like, one of the locations that you can take the mystic key to is four rooms in the marsh cave. Right, yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Yeah, fucking yeah, right. Yeah, dude, I, I'm not I, going back there when I'm fucking finishing the game, dude. Like, yeah. once I leave, I'm out. Right, yeah. I also wrote down specifically, fuck that noise. I don't remember what's behind any doors in there, but I know I don't need it that bad. That's <laughs> <laughs> like... It ain't that fucking important. That's <laughs> so good. But yeah. Wow. So many good yeah. things to say about that place. I'm so excited to go there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was rough. It, it's even like, I don't know if there's a more menacing looking environment. Even. Yeah. You know, like everything about it is just suck city. <laughs> yeah, nothing comes to mind. Yeah, it's very dark. Yeah. Yeah, it's all poison stuff, which poison is maybe the most annoying mechanic in the game. Uh, and, and annoying for multiple reasons. Right. Not yeah, just yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Less annoying oh. if you have some free labor sitting around at your house as a child. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. But, that's... but annoying nonetheless. <laughs> Ooh, I, I was thinking something else. I'm going to keep it to myself. Maybe there's, yeah, I mean, one of one of them can be negated by having a little brother. The other one <laughs> negated at all it's just right. basic human human physiology yeah so yeah there's no small amount of running around with these with this list either we have canaria we have temple of fiends we have castle of elf we have dwarf cave we have northwest castle and then yes back into the cave of marsh uh you could probably afford the silver sword though if you do all that the yeah, yeah after that we have helping Narek. that's the the heading on the, on the next page, and that mentions you should have copped some TNT from the Canaria treasury, and you need to deliver it to one of the dwarves down in the dwarf cave, and this allows him to finish the canal, which is really just a narrative device that allows the rest of the world map to open up by removing a strait of land on the western border of the inner sea that will allow you to sail into the great wide open with your seafaring vessel. And just near that little bottleneck of land is a town called Melmond. And that is what's next covered in a two-banger here in the manual. 
And it reads, Melmond is a village of farmers. They are greatly concerned with the fate of the earth. And this is because all their crops are dead. (laughs) (laughs) And they've likely cooked up this cockamamie story about a vampire to justify their ignoring of the necessary to science, or or, or rather ignoring of the necessary science to farm in a changing climate. They're probably Mm -hmm. just not willing to accept science. And that's how you come up with vampires. But I don't know. I can't make it work. Sorry. (laughs) Climate change does not, however, explain their clinic having been raided and destroyed. It's blood reserves being pillaged in the process. So I don't know. Maybe science isn't the uh, isn't the way to go in this particular case. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're losing their blood reserves. All of a sudden, this is actually kind of sounding like a vampire. <laughs> so our first notebook entry in a while winds this area up, and it reads: The vampire has ransacked Melmont. And ransacked is a great word. I don't use enough in my life. Ooh, that's a that's a Josh Allen fucking uh, auction card alarm right there. Maybe I should God. check that out. See what that. What do you guys think this is? Oh, it's his it's his it's his radioactive Panini Elements material gold. This is a serial card number uh, number forty of forty nine that are, exist in the world, guys. The it's at hundred bucks, four seventy five shipping and handling. It's two bids, three minutes, that, two seconds left. So I have to keep an eye on that. Fancy. <laughs> it does. It has not jumped as two bids would insinuate. It has not jumped since I put this in my watch list yesterday and set the alarm. So if it doesn't go up, I'll own this card in, in two minutes and 50 seconds for sure. But I'll try to stay on task here with the podcast while that, go, while that ticks down. So yeah, ransacked <laughs> is a great ransacked is a great word that I really, really like and want to use more often in my life. And then we also have a sage named Sarda lives in a cave to the south. The earth cave is on a peninsula south of Melmond. Dr. Yoon is here. Un, Yun, uh, Un, Un, maybe. Un. Yeah, Un. With the destruction of the clinic, no revivals can take place here, and that sucks about this town, which is why I barely remembered it, because I, must, I must not hang out here very much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, you know, this town is kind of, like, if you look at the map, like, it's obviously, like, on hard times, and, like, right. in, in, like, any fucking city you go to that kind of sucks, you just kind of want to get in and get out. Right. I think they have, I want to say they have the level four spells here, and like coming to get those and get the fuck out is really the only hanging out you do here. <laughs> Some hot uh, armor too. Probably, yeah, I'm sure. With the uh, or rather the ancient people used a floating stone? Question mark again. They really like uh, making those cliffhangers, the the stuff about the, yeah, the floater. Like it would be true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then lastly, the civilization to the north is also in ruins. Damn. And West of Melmond is a cave called Titan's Tunnel, and there's not much going on here, and in turn, you just get a page on it, and essentially all you need to know here is there's a big hulking blue dude that blocks the passage you want through, and then this uh, cat uh, has to be bribed with the ruby, which you do not have yet, so you need to go find that. And the next four pages walk you through dipping your toe in the Earth Cave and then wasting the vampire mini-boss for the ruby, going back to and through Titan's Tunnel, Visiting Sarda so she can give you the rod, then using that to dive headfirst into the Earth Cave so you can vape Lich, the Earth Fiend, and restore light to the first of your orbs. And you're told about the westernmost arm of the first floor of the Earth Cave being infested with giants, and that while dangerous, it is also a hot grinding spot. Mm -hmm. And the strategy guide will actually assign it the moniker of the Hall of the Giants. And that is kind of one of the things that, I don't know, I just, you know, there's like a handful of things in that strategy guide that... I don't know, just, you know, are just are, are very stark memories for me and like stand out as things about it. 
and that is one of them, the Hall of the Giants, and like how Im- useful and important that is for grinding if you want to use it, and and just kind of the idea that every step you take, you fight those big, huge sprites that look very cool, you know, and honestly, not really much like giants, but look cool nonetheless, <laughs> you know. Right. Yeah. Not the best sprite in the world, but you get it. You are the highest bidder, guys. You. you oh, you won. got out there for a little bit. Uh, no, I didn't. I stopped because that was the end of the section, and I was focusing on this oh. auction. Temple of Fiends theme leading us into a two-banger on the town of Crescent Lake. Me on the launch pad here. And the Circle of Sages gets top billing where Lucan, the Lucan? Luke Lucan, the prophet pitches his woo. One of his budros gives you the canoe, which is for traversing rivers. And then they, of course, give us an explainer box covering canoe mechanics. And there's some shit here I did not recall knowing, Jeb, that, <laughs> that you could get out at the mouth of any stream. Yeah, you didn't. Yeah, yeah, that's like very key. It's it's funny because like I I thought about that because I apparently do this. I apparently just think about this game. I I thought about that a while back, and I was like, there's so many times where like it would be so beneficial to use the ship to get to a place and just get out. Like, I'm not gonna go into it, but like, there's plenty of times where we fucking like walk around like idiots when you really don't have to do that. Yep. Yeah, no, it was. It, yeah, and it, it, I, the, there's a story point later on that, you know, basically cements the fact that you had to have known it to even do that part. Right. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, why would that be the only spot that you can do it? But, right. yeah, <clears throat> it would yeah, be better. I'm, go- I'm actually going to use the ship more in this playthrough and uh, sail around a bit and right. land in the. Uh, no, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping, because, yeah, there are times where, yes, that, like, it, it, the, the game, the layout is designed in a way that forces you, or seemingly at the time when we would do it, seemingly forces you into railroading you through some shit that, like, yeah, this, some on foot travel that you would not in any way, shape, or form want to be doing. So, right. I'm curious if knowing that will change any of that. It, basically, did we were we stupid as kids? Or not? <laughs> in that, yeah, in that I assure you. Obviously, the answer is yes. But the in regards to this particular topic, I wonder if we did some stupid shit. You know? Yeah, I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it right now. It's like the most obvious and stupid shit to do it the way that we did it. <laughs> but like the I, I get like the fucking tragedy guy tells you to do it that way, and it's it's just wrong. But you know, right? Oh yeah, that's probably what, yeah. That's a very good point. That's probably, we were probably just you know monkey see monkey do with the strategy guy. And in any case, right? So, yeah. But I'm I'm looking at my river option, and it's like fucking. 10 steps to where you got to go. <laughs> That's fucking rough. Rough thing to hear. Yeah. Uh, but we wouldn't have such strong work, work ethics like we yeah. do now, Jab, without these experiences. Yeah, uh, that's it. In our formative years. <laughs> that, that's why I haven't worked a job since uh, May 9th, 2020. <laughs> We have another notebook entry at the end here. It mentions that the 12 sages are here at Crescent Lake. The fire fiend is at Gurgu Volcano. And you must use the canoe to navigate there. The apprentice sleeps. And everything here is expensive. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Not just the spells. Everything here is expensive. 
So there are no fetch quests before the next orb quest in this instance. You just go straight to the volcano, and there are two pages on that next. And the river route needed to reach it, the monsters that inhabit it being of the fire varietal, and how ice spells and weapons are most effective on them. And that's kind of a thing, too, that, like, while it seems like, yeah, no shit, but this was the first game that I can recall, or that at least that we experienced as kids. I'm, you know, I'm sure there was, you know, that this kind of thing, all the shit stems from Dungeons and Dragons and other shit like that. But like, this is the first time where it was in a game where like, it was so prominent and such a big part of your playthrough that, you know, um, it's the first time I remember, remember it having such a big role in the, in the story and all that, you know, that's mm. kind of cool. So they invo also inform you not to walk through the puddles of lava here. And one, no shit. But two, I don't think you can use the word puddle when referencing collected molten lava, flat out. <laughs> <laughs> like, puddle is not the right word. I'll, I'll get right on. And also, like, in, in the volcano, like, don't step in them. Yeah, I'll get right on that, buddy. Right. <laughs> it's yeah. fucking everywhere. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What is also here is Carrie, the Fiend of Fire, being the boss battle. And, you know, it has like the first of all, we didn't mention it for the Earth uh, boss lich either. We should have in the last segment, but the boss uh, artwork is fucking awesome for, the, for yeah. these bosses. So very, very cool. And Carrie is no different. But in the little area in the book here where they show you her, it has like the little, you know, like a Batman kind of pow bubble kind of thing. And it says the fire orb is lit. <laughs> and, <laughs> and even though I know lit wasn't used then like it is today, I still love this verbiage for that very fact. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have the ice deck or Jesus. And then we have the ice cave on deck after that. And you have to paddle up another creek north of Gurgu to reach it. And inside is the all important floater. So this actually had, and I, you know, I don't really remember it being a real bitch, but there were some remarks on the uh, Facebook page and stuff too about the ice cave. Actually, like there was a whole conversation about how the Mars cave sucked. It was probably in that conversation about Jonathan saying that it was fucked up, but the <laughs> um, there was someone else that's chiming in like, no, actually, fuck the ice cave. The ice cave is worse. So there's like a, an actual, like, there's like a team ice cave, team marsh cave kind of thing going on there. <laughs> ice, ice cave's definitely one of those other ones that I would put in my top three and, and arguably top number one. Difficult spots, yeah. And it's funny Tough. that, you know, those are like, they're almost, they're not, you know, they're not the, they're not the element areas. They're like the, they're almost mini bosses. You know what I mean? It, it, it'd be like, it'd be like playing Super Mario Brothers 3 and having a real problem with those fortress the 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 mini, the mini boss things you have to jump on three well you have to jump on everything three times in that game i guess but the you know the ones that have the spikes that fucking right. ha that turn into the question mark like it'd be it'd be like hating those more than you hate fucking uh iggy koopa you know right. <laughs> yeah it's it's yeah they're, they're mini bosses but like they throw some status effects at you in this cave and it's fucking rough yep. it's going to be really hard for the party that i'm choosing Next up is the Ryukan Desert, and they tell you to dock at a river mouth, like I said, and I guess I have Alzheimer's is what I thought when I read that. <laughs> I, like, I, I was I, like, you have to do it to get the fucking airship, but okay. I, I mean, I, dude, I, so that mention that I had earlier about that was way longer when I initially wrote it. 
<laughs> and I got to this part and I was like, oh, guess I'm just fucking senile. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> double check that. But I'm pretty sure you can't even fucking there's no other way to do it. Right. Well, that's that's kind of that, that is the one qualifier or the one. Yeah, caveat, there's no way to get there unless. You, well, that's not true. I mean, yeah, if you just, if you went to Elfland and went east, you could just cross the river. And then because that's not at the mouth, that's not at like, a you know, an ocean thing. You could just OK, cross then, the dude, I bet I did that. dude. Basically. I bet I did that. Cause I'm telling you, man, I it just. And then you just walk east for a while and then you'll get there. But, yeah, you could pull up right next to it, dude. You par- front row parking. Fucking <laughs> like ballet parking with your fucking shit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I do. I'm telling you, dude, I it seems so I always foreign. parked at the river. It seems so foreign to me. And it, it seems so. And, and like I said, I, it's been too maybe long come back to you when you do it. Right. Yeah, maybe. In any event, this is so there's like a desert encircled by mountains here. And this is where you use the floater. And this raises the airship from beneath the sands. And then the copy they give you here says it's time to cruise around in your awesome airship. And that's, again, another example of what I mentioned earlier about like the get ready to rumble thing. It's just like awesome oh. airship is, yeah, is not it's not within the lore world, I don't think, copywriting wise. And that's cool. A whole page explaining airship stuff follows that, and you can only land on flat green fields and plains. You can't land on forests or deserts. The travel speed is four times that of walking speed, and here's the real fucking kicker of this whole situation. No enemies in the sky, which is very nice. (laughs) Very nice. Actually, it's funny. It sounds nice at first. But it slows you down on the grinding and shit, yeah. Slows you down a little bit, yeah. Yep. And it's you, also, you'll it, land somewhere and just like, oh, I'm completely out of my element here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I haven't it, fought anybody in like four hours. Right. And it, it also, it you know, there's no mention here, but this is in the game design, how much careful attention is paid to preventing you, prevent or, or rather not giving you landing spots and places from here on out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like there, there, there is a great oh, yeah. deal of, of attention and effort paid with the, uh, landscape, I guess. Yeah. Right. To, to keep you from being able to fucking just, you know, go anywhere. Yep. Right. A class change chart closes out our adventure related shit next. And it basically explains that each character will mature into an adult state after certain conditions are met. This will enable them to purchase some magic spells and equip some weapons that they are not previously able to. And the transformations go as such fighter becomes a knight. Thief becomes a fucking ninja and a black belt to a grandmaster. And it's crazy that the black belt doesn't become the ninja. <laughs> yeah, that's right. weird, right? You know? uh, but uh, that, that is the They case. had to squeeze ninja in there somehow, I guess. I, they right. Just didn't do it that way. And the mages all become wizards of the same color code here. And that's kind of, you know, it's like this is, uh, again, one of the, like I said, the the Mars cave, the fucking, what was the other thing I just said about something standing out to me? Um, uh, maybe it was, yeah, whatever it was. But in any event, th- this this part of the game, the transformations of how you have, yes, this this major shift and, you know, make the sprites look cooler and it completely changes how the, not completely, but it, it vastly changes the mo of the characters that you've been playing with for so long, for, for quite a while up to this point, you know? And it's just, it's just such a, it's so not undone. Like, yes, you're all these RPGs, your characters develop. That's what they're about. But this drastic of a shift or a jump or whatever, however you want to word that is just definitely undone to this point, uh, at least that I'm aware of. And it, it was just so fucking cool to me, you know, and so yeah. fascinating 
Uh, it was always so rewarding to see those sprites. Yep. You know, yep. on, on your battle screen. And even on the overworld, it used to look different. You look tougher. Yep. It's cooler. You're proud of it. Yep. It's fucking, it's cool. And it's not, uh, I, I can't believe they just drop it in there like that because they don't touch on at all what you have to do to get it. Sure. Well, that's because they're not doing at the all. story. They're not, yeah. It, but it, it just had to be explained because I, I think it had to be explained, you know, like, so because if you're playing through and you don't have the strategy guide, and you get that, you're not going to know necessarily, like, you know, I mean, if you went through, like, if it happened to you, like, I don't think there's anything in the game copy, I don't remember what it says exactly, but it, there's probably no breaking of the fourth wall, you know, they don't do that mm -hmm. here in the in the game, so when it happens, if you don't have any supporting documentation explaining what the fuck happened, you're not going to think to even go check other stats, find out that you now have mass maximum magic points now for your fucking, you know what I mean? Like none of that stuff's you, you, you could easily at least play a large part more of the game without even embracing those uh, changed skills because you don't know they happened. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm just, I'm a spoiler guy. I don't know. It seems like a spoiler. <laughs> this all seems like a spoiler to me. I'm just like, I kind of don't even want to read the rest. You know, I'm just like, let's just dive in. Right. Uh, well, I got good news, Jay, because after there two pages, uh, is no each more listing, rest. Yeah, each listing off the white and black <laughs> magic spells, effects, and, and index a page of legalese, and we out. Uh, there is no more. So, you got your wish. What are we tracking for status updates? How are we gonna? What are we gonna? What is gonna be our metrics here? So there's, I mean, there's a there's a status, you know, thing that you can click on in the menu that gives some pretty detailed breakdown of your character's stats. Right. So, so we, are we just going to choose, are we going to do what we do with the Ultima? Because where we just essentially chose our favorite and we'll let those just compare, even though they're, you know, cross class, whatever it might be throughout. I was going to I think. Don't we just have four? Like, I'm so confused at what the I mean, why, uh, here's, like, here's actually a really, people. here's a really good point. Why don't we just take screenshots of all of our characters as we go? Yes, we should do. Yes, we absolutely should for sure. Just for posterity. But I'm not, I'm I, the main reason I'm asking the question, Jay, is because I'm not going to chart four characters for three people. Because <laughs> that's too much work. Uh, so we got to pick one thing to, to chart, basically. What are Actually, what are the... Do you have a, a screenshot up of that, Jeb? Uh, I can fire the game up real quick. Of the status screen, yeah. So we can kind of pick what we're going to... I got status here. So experience points, you got for how many points to level up. You got strength, agility, intelligence, vitality, luck, damage, hit percentage, absorb, evade percentage. Right. And we the thing, and we don't know enough about any of those fucking things right. and whether or not they work to know how meaningful they are. <laughs> what about uh, gold? That's lame. That's lame, yeah. That's dumb. That's, that's, um, also the, that's also the party. I mean, you know, I know I'm saying we definitely pick one of them and, and compare the individual's stats. Mm -hmm. um, not not the entire, not nothing party wide. Read the read the stats again. Strength. Okay, so you have experience points. How many points? Experience points to level up. Then you have strength, agility, intelligence, vitality, and luck. And on the other side, and, and strength, 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 intelligence, and uh, like those things aren't going to change, right? Do those things? No, they do. They change with well, they yeah. So yeah, they they move up with okay. As you level up, they go. And I just experience points. I mean, that's the to me that's the logical. Method. Yeah, and we'll yeah, we'll do that one too. But like you know, you, you remember the charts that I've done for these. So yeah, we'll, we'll have XP. We'll have uh, probably level, I guess, and then 
yeah, I'd love to have some sort of kind of more advanced metric, you know what I mean, to, right. to round out the three. Uh, that it, I, I would like it to be something that has utility and meaning regardless of the class is kind of what I go for there. You know what I mean? Right. I know what you mean. I'm I'm looking at I'm looking at the screen. It's it's got HP and then your magic with maximum magic and there's really not. It's not a like lot. The, so what, what are the what are the what are those percentage ones? Because the percentage ones in particular are going to hit like, percentage, which like doesn't make a lot of sense because my fighter is ten, and I know he's going to hit more than ten percent of the time. And then evade percentage, which is fifty three, which he's not dodging fifty three percent of attacks. So I I don't know how exactly those metrics work, but I mean I, you have to assume that they are influenced by both leveling and equipment, which of is kind of yeah that, that's my yeah that's my core thing and like I feel like so so okay so what what are the numbers for the hit percentage for all four of the characters just so we can kind of see the variance from class to class okay so my my fighter hit percentage is 10 and a black mage has a hit percentage of five looks like a red mage has a hit percentage of seven this is not my party by the way and that's all I got That's like it's kind of exactly <laughs> what you would expect. Fifty-three on evade for the fighter, fifty-eight percent evade for the black mage, fifty-eight percent evade for the red mage. So, and I just hit start until I fucking got a party here. So that's that. There's you know it's gonna be that's weird. I don't know. Well, just maybe we think about that one and then just surprise yeah. the listeners. Right. Okay. Sure. Uh, all right. So then, yeah, let's talk about our parties. What are we what are we gonna do for cool. parties? Who should who should go first? I think Jay should go first. Okay. We'll we'll revel well, in his na- naivety on the subject. Yeah, I can't <laughs> wait. Well, I mean, as someone who whenever I'm playing an RPG of any kind these days, I'm always leaning magic initially. Uh, I'm definitely going black mage and a white mage for sure. I think I have to have a fighter because I need some type of tank or you know somebody who's weapon skilled and then mm-hmm. for the last one i mean i'm thinking either another black mage or red mage I'm, I, I guess i'm just not sure what to do with that fourth spot like i hear what you guys are saying about a black belt or somebody being a ninja hitting like a truck later but i don't know if i would <laughs> i don't i don't know that i want that in my party so it may just be heavy heavy magic and a fighter okay well, i mean yeah you won't said you you it you know that's not like uh oh you're fucked situation at all you you know yeah i i'd say (laughs) with with a fighter a white mage and a black mage you could kind of pick anything for the fourth it it wouldn't super matter right and yeah and it kind of is like that's why you feel that way is because with the the makeup otherwise you essentially like whatever you pick there is kind of a wild card like you know you're gonna you're either being you're either going to be redundant with it or you're going to pick some hybrid of the qualities you already have because you you essentially have the extremes otherwise you know what i mean like the other things are the extreme like if, like if you looked at one of those like triangles of like whatever you know like a like a, a data distribution thing where you know you can if, if you take away from one it's going to push it towards the other kind of thing you know what i mean like right. you would be like th- those three 
without your fourth character would put the the dot directly in the middle of the triangle. <laughs> You've already got the 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 all the serious points covered. You can get right. your healing magic, you can get your your attack magic, and you can deal physical damage. Yeah, I mean you're either going to deal more physical damage, or you're going to deal more attack damage. Right. I mean, I mean, like you can't really go wrong. Nice. Yeah, all, all all your bases are covered. Whatever you pick, so. So you got we got to submit it here though. There's no there's no wavering. You got to make a choice here, and and there's no going back. So what's 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 your final what? answer? I gotta make a final answer here. This mm-hmm. is so, not yeah. discussed. No, yeah, people want to know, dude. Yeah, the people. Yeah, the people want to know. <laughs> yeah, the people want to know. Yeah, that's this is this is this is it. This is this is part of doing it in the public theater. Jay, you're not you're not behind you're not behind clo- you're not you're not questing behind closed doors. You're questing out in the open for all to see. What if I change my mind upon booting up the actual game? Shouldn't you? Should, what, what would how would that happen? Just by looking at the sprites. <laughs> you can look at the I you can look at the sprites in the manual. <laughs> you can look at the sprites in the manual right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just I guess my only concern. I was originally going to go Red Mage, but then I'm just recalling, like, I think it was crappy Ultima situation where whatever middle of the road character. Well, don't don't think don't 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 think don't yeah don't think it. Ultima yeah forget yeah. that game yeah yeah uh, there's way there's way less just by the simple fact I mean even even if you want to get outside of just our opinions the the lack of you know there's only six occupations so you know they don't there's no. You know, you don't have the alchemist here. You know, there's no, there's no, there's no like you're not class. Be a worthless character. Yeah, you're not. Yeah, there's no class where you're like this thing has no fucking purpose. <laughs> like, yeah, the thief or the yeah, the thief for example. Yeah, none of that exists here. All these thief characters is the have closest utility. thing, and it, right. It, you know, I'm told it can run better, which I believe. So that's practical, and it right. deals damage too. So right, and it becomes a ninja. Fuck's sake. Hiya. <laughs> I mean, the black belt, though, is the beginner. I mean, that's pretty... Please don't think of that as a beginner thing, though. (laughs) But I mean, I think I I I might have to just have to go Red Mage. I don't know. I mean, but that's the thing. Like, I was originally leaning Red Mage, but then, Foley, you're going to tell me that you think they're useless. So I'm like, I believe I I believe the verbiage I used was useless as tits on a boar hog. I don't know about useless. Yeah, exactly. That, that's, that's just that's just one man's opinion. So you know, that's uh, we also honestly, are colored by the fact that we have this nostalgia going on, where we're right. like, we didn't use the red mage or the thief at all. Right. You know, I'm yeah, sure and, they're you know, perfectly yeah, viable characters for sure. Yeah, and then, you know, if you uh, just looking at the kind of the public discourse, like there were plenty of red mage uh, inclusions in those parties that people were dropping on the Facebook page. So, you know, you will not be alone. in if you embrace and enjoy that, you will not be alone in doing so. So, you know, it, uh, again, yeah, the, the, particularly my very, very uh, <laughs> strong opinion on it is no doubt colored by an opinion and a, and a stance I had 30 years ago, which hopefully maybe, you know, has evolved even. So <laughs> and I'm bringing the red mage in, I think. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. So fighter, red mage, white mage, black mage. Yeah. And that's the order you should put them in, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Correct. 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 Okay. Uh, I don't know, Jab. You want to use a random number generator to see who goes first or goes um, next between us, or do you want to just? Go uh, how about how about Jay picks a number between one and ten, and whoever gets 
closest. Okay. Okay. Jay, do you have your number? Yeah. Okay. I'll go with uh, seven. Nine you're for going. me is. I always pick nine. <laughs> what? What it, I get? It, it's seven. So you go. Oh. <laughs> so who the, does that mean that I go or you go? Yeah, but you're going first. <laughs> um. Go. Yeah. Yeah. I'll you go because I won. I'm gonna use four thieves. The wow. <laughs> so Ooh, i've been man. i i've been jamming on this demio game so hard lately and i have very much settled into almost exclusively using the assassin which is essentially the rogue character and the you know just i don't know the whole which not that this game provides this uh, opportunity to really what i really really like about the way you can play in demio with that character but That, I don't know, I'm just in that mode, and that angle is very appealing to me for a couple of reasons. One, like, you said the exact words, Jab, like, never, 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 not even considered, never. As like, I honestly, very seriously, I would consider, like, as a child, I would consider, uh, I mean, the plainest way to put it is the thief last of all the characters, but, like, I'd consider a red mage way before. More viable, right, exactly. And, and a red mage was never getting selected anyways. <laughs> right, right, right. So what? Yeah. What? what's worse than never? Right, yeah, right, 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 yeah, negative. Yeah, that, yeah, I mean, like, you know, like, I, I do not think I have ever seen the transition sprite on a CRT television in my Ooh, life. Right, you know what I mean? Right. Like that, yeah, yeah. that is the level of lack of exposure to it. And that is, is really interesting to me. And I make so many jokes about ninja options on this fucking podcast that I feel like, <laughs> I feel like I have to represent the ninja options and it will be, I don't even know. I haven't even, I guess I, I which is bad job to be honest with you. I think, I, I think I get a little bit of magic utility kind of in the same realm as the, the fighter. Yeah, you get the black. I think I believe you get black magic. Right. So, yeah, about... you get like you get basic bitch black magic in the same <laughs> way. That the... Like basic bitch, super basic bitch. Right. Yeah. So you know that. Yeah, and actually, yeah, yeah you they... get ninjas get black magic later on. It looks like they can get up to level four actually, which is kind of hot. Ooh. Level two spells. Oh, you get one spell that's fucking crucial. Yeah. Okay, that's kind of hot. Later on. And it falls off, yeah, level and five. And it allows you to use nothing. the katana that you can't otherwise use. Yeah, that's always useless to us. Yep, and that's appealing to me, too, that I've never been able to use that. Yeah, which means we've never seen the thing swing on screen. Yep. Yep. Okay. And, yeah, I mean, the thought of those four sprites standing on top of each other yeah. in the battle screen, the ninjas, is a really, really hot status update image. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, four nin four thieves. All right, that's that's like uh, interesting. that's interesting. And uh, I, can you imagine how bad Astos is going to fucking cornhole me? Yeah. <laughs> you're like a bad fighter with bad damage absorption. You know, but the interesting thing is, man, because you're not no spending, good armor. Yeah, that you're not spending any dough on on anything. on anything. So I mean, you know, yes, it eats a turn to to use those potions, but. You have so much dough to stack them that I'm curious how that, you know, how kind of how that washes out. Or yeah, whether like that what advantages out. will that bring you exactly? Right. That you're not perfectly aware of yet. Okay. Right. Yeah, I, I, I played a game that had, uh, I, I did a fighter 
and three black belts and like i had no problem acquiring money for uh for my fighter's equipment because i had no black belts don't take anything no spells no weapons no armor no nothing so um well armor later but that's different but yeah so you definitely will have some dough yeah okay Zero doubt it'll be interesting. And it'll yeah. be in VR 3D, too. So I'll, I'll see him for the first time in VR 3D. How exciting. Um, so, okay, I'm going to do... Um, let me put my screen up here real quick. I just want to look at it. I'm going to do a fighter. Uh, because, obviously, I, not that I need to explain this to anybody that's listening or you guys, but I just need to be able to use all of the... Uh, you know, the combat the items. Yeah, I yeah, can't believe I, need... I, I can't believe I'm going to sell Excalibur. Right. Like, <laughs> that's fucking psychotic to me, but okay. Uh, you will be able to use the uh, Mass Moon. Yeah. Uh, so, cool for yeah, that. Yeah, that's, that's kind of the... Oh, yeah, but I... like, oh my god, there's like, there's another fucking aspect of that that is crazy. I won't go into it now, but... um. Yeah, I, don't so, even, yeah. I mean, I don't even know, and I, I, I kind of, I mean, I, I don't know, I, it would be a little... Uh, I'm kind of full of shit to say that I, I research it and this is a conscious part of the decision, but like, I don't you know, like I have a pretty general idea of what I'll be able to use and not use if I'm a black belt or if I'm a fighter or if I'm one of the mages, but I have no fucking idea what I'm going to be able to use and not use as the, as the thief. I have no clue. Like literally yeah, if you ask me like, no what, idea. what's the best armor that a thief can wear? I don't know any armor that it's <laughs> right. Yeah. So uh, I, I know I'm probably not going to be able to use more than the wooden when I start. And that's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I'm going to do a fighter for the obvious reasons. I want those fucking cool equipments. I can't pass it up. Uh, my second character is going to be a red mage. Um, now I've never really used one. Um, I, I'm interested in the uh, once in a while. I remember trying it and just being like, "Oh, probably not getting very far." I, I don't think I've ever made a red wizard, for instance. Um, so I want to see how I get to use both of the um, magic trees with that guy, and I can use uh, so, so some of the swords, a lot of the swords, in fact, including the mass moon, at the end. Um, and that's it. Nice. No, wait, that's it. I, I'm going to load two other characters, black mages. I was going to say, wait, what do you mean that's it? I'm going to load two other characters, black mages. I'm going to kill them off in the very beginning, and they're never getting brought never back to life. Oh, fuck, okay. That's yeah, good. so I have certainly, like, it's going to be a challenge because it's only two characters. I will level up much fast, twice as fast, literally, because all that experience literally just compounds. Like, you get X amount of experience, and then it gets divvied up. Right, yeah. Yeah, that's, wait, uh, yeah, wait, I mean, wait, that, that, yeah, that's something we haven't mentioned before. Yeah, if you if players get killed... They will get behind in right. leveling. So yeah, you can very much have if different characters. You got hundred experience, and you if for a fight, and all four of your characters survive. Everybody's getting twenty-five. If one character died, then everybody's going to get thirty-three. Yep. So mm-hmm. I'll I'll level up faster, uh, and that's fun. But yeah, I'm just going to do two, and then I'll set some sort of parameters about how I go into dungeons and shit, so I can make it kind of challenging instead of just save scumming my way. Um, but yeah, that that's it. I'm just going to do the two. That was good high drama. I, I had a, a a brief fleeting moment of did I space out? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm into a red page. That's it. Okay. Uh, Just two characters. Okay. All right. Yeah. So uh we'll see. I never got to use the red mage, so uh and I'm covering both of my uh you know, both of the magic trees with that one character, although I can't get the level eight spells, which like eh, yeah. big deal. Yeah, how does he go to seven? Uh he go, he goes to seven, but not eight. 
Oh. And even as you go, there's only certain like I think in seven. I actually just it blocks it. some of them out. Yeah, right. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. In my memory, yes, he, 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 he was way more them. limited than that in my memory, but. Yeah, no, and but like also, I don't know what his max spells are gonna look like. You know, like right now, it's looking like he starts the game with only two um, black magic spells and no white magic. So, um, so yeah, we'll see. He does get a really fucking, really crucial spell, uh, a level four spell that I wasn't sure that he would get, but or it, might, it actually might be level five. But yeah, so yeah, two characters. I'll give that a shot. <laughs> Word, fucking a. Okay, well. Oh, and I thing I I, so I and I I'll save it until we do the actual start. But the, my characters' names are going to matter, and I plan to finish the game with only one character. Uh, so I, I I have zero doubt the disciples will be uh, fawning over this these decisions, Jeff. Yeah. So there's a tease. So <laughs> let's put it this way: two of my this would be really if somebody can get this, I'll donate five hundred dollars to the Able Gamers uh, Foundation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so two of my characters are going or I'm sorry, excuse me. <clears throat> well, two of my characters are going to be dead from the start. One character will be me, Jab. That's the fighter. And then my red mage will be another character. That character, the red mage, and then the two black mages are how do I want to say this? They're all they're all in the same field. Okay. Two of them are, and they, they, I should say they'll be real life people. They're all in the same field, and by the end of the game, they will all be dead. <laughs> I, feel like we, I feel like we should do a contest or something. That's <laughs> if somebody can guess this on Facebook, and you guys tell me, then I'll donate five hundred dollars. That's not. It doesn't seem like fair enough clues have been given to really task someone with that guessing game, though. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to lose. <laughs> like, I don't want to donate money to the Able Gamers Foundation. <laughs> I feel like you got to give some sort of, and like you got to. There's got to be. There's got to be a crumb somewhere in this room, to to, to send us down the right path. Oh, there is. I, I I don't want to give too much. I have ideas. I have ideas, but I don't want to say. I don't want to give it away. I mean, like all these people are in the same real life field. And they'll all be dead. In fact, I mean, they're, they're, and they're, they're all dead in real life. Is that a hint? Uh, are we talking about Challenger astronauts? I don't know. What are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I guess. I don't know. Uh, I feel, again, I feel like there needs to be some sort of identifying characteristic that at least Can't restricts it. it. How about this for a, for a hint? If I give any further hints, it's going to be fairly easy. I don't have the slightest clue. Okay. Okay. Well, it's you know that it's experiments meant to be thought about. Okay. That's cool. Well, I, uh, listeners, if you have guesses, by all means, email them to us at isohpodcast at gmail.com and I will pass them to Jab. And if you get it, we will 1000%. I will, I will force him to do that. <laughs> <Just stick laughs> going to not do it. it. I mean, <laughs> it's fine. Uh, okay, word. Well, that's fucking exciting, and I am very much looking forward to slapping on my Oculus and getting fucking cracking on this thing. Yeah, I'll probably uh, start leveling tonight. Word. Yeah. No, I, I can't play Sea of Thieves. Maybe after that. 
I'm definitely going to fire it up here. I'm unemployed. Yeah. That, that uh, life status offers you uh, a lot of uh, opportunities to play video games. <laughs> I, I'm stuck in Shadowgate VR, so I'm going to be looking for some sort of uh, something to fucking... Did you spill the shit across the fucking... Uh... <laughs> no, dude, I, I had... Actually, I was going to talk about this and then and when we do the, the next the game up, Jay, but I I had a moment... The first night. So I downloaded the game the day it came out on the 7th, on Thursday. So I downloaded this game, and I do not believe it exists anywhere else. I don't think it's – it's not something that's being ported from another platform. So there's not already this existing user base for it. There's not a million – you know, there's there's no walkthroughs. There's no play videos. There's no nothing in the universe. And to 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 rely on as a crutch if you get stuck in a yeah. game that is – in a game, <laughs> yeah, in a game that is all about getting stuck. That's what this game is about. <laughs> the, the Raven sidekick you have makes jokes about – the fact that you should take a hint from him, you moron, because you're not going to figure this shit out. So, <laughs> so like you know, it's 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 geared to be difficult in a way that the internet is was created essentially to fix. And so I'm playing this on the first night, and I get to this part where you have to get across this bridge, and many of the bridge, like you can, so you can teleport with the way customarily VR works. You can move with smooth you know, uh, smooth movement, walking, essentially, kind of, uh, with the uh, one of the, the other control stick. So you have these options, and I get to this bridge where it's made up of, like, maybe six across, six blocks across, and it's maybe, I don't know, 15 or more long. And most of the blocks have spikes in them that come up and kill you when you step on them. So you have to figure out the way through it and one of these skills that your associated Raven has is he can see things you can't. So you can call him, he'll land on a little pedestal, you can move into and look through his eyes and look around the environment and gain clues about how to solve puzzles. In this case, you can look at the bridge that you're standing on and you can see the like maybe five total blocks that you can't stand on, or that you can stand on rather, and you need to figure out a way to get across with that knowledge. And like, I, there's like three near the beginning that you can walk across. And then there was one that was like five away. And then another one that was almost at the end. And I was like, how the fuck do you do that? I essentially had completely forgotten that you could teleport, you know, uh, just because <laughs> there's just so many things. It's real time. There's so many things. Like I get confused sometimes. Fucking, I can, I, that's why I hate shooter games and stuff. I've, if I got 90 buttons to press and I got to do that shit in real time and shit's trying to kill me, I can't deal with that stuff. And, then, <laughs> and this game definitely <laughs> presents that at times. So I had completely forgotten I could teleport. So I, sp I was like, I died a million times. Like I used all my potions trying to just walk across and getting stuck by the things. <laughs> and like, I tried all these fucking things and I just couldn't figure it out. <clears throat> I spent probably 45 minutes dying. And then I go on the internet and I start looking. I'm like, fuck, there's no videos. And I'm like, I gotta just turn it off. Like there's no solution. I'm just <laughs> dead. I just, I, I'm just stuck and I have to go to sleep tonight stuck. And like, it was the first time that it happened to me. And I don't know how long, you know, like, cause the thing was like, I felt okay looking it up because I knew it was something dumb. I knew it was just me not understanding this world and the mechanics of how to navigate it yet because I had just started playing the game. So I knew it was something dumb and not like a puzzle I couldn't figure out, but I couldn't fucking make the connection with the teleporting thing. And yeah, it just, it was the last time that I felt like I wanted to call the game count. Like I wanted to get on the phone and <laughs> I was thinking about calling the Nintendo counselors is all I could think about. Like, cause that's what you would do because there was no database to consult that had the answer, you know, it was right. just, I don't know. It was just such a, 
a nostalgic gaming moment I had while fucking playing that. Um, so now I'm stuck at a real puzzle, and uh, I'll look forward to playing this instead. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh. So we will be actually diving into the game on the next side quest up, as you might imagine, and getting our RPG Jesus thong sandals wet with all this baby has to offer. You can subscribe to the pod on the platform provided by whatever dumbass company that serves up your pottery. Please rate and leave positive shit for the pod on whatever platform you listen to. If you enjoy our nonsense, the website is nyhentertainment.com forward slash ISOH pod. All right, I told you the email address, but here it is again, ISOH podcast at gmail.com if you want to privately interface with us. And you can follow the pod and banter with us on the Facebook page, the Instagram, the subreddit, and talk shit to us about our gameplay videos on the YouTube. Links to all those will be in the show notes, as they always are. We do not have a Patreon, but if you'd like giving money to things podcasters tell you to and would like to do so at our direction, the Able Gamers Foundation creates custom gaming rigs for gamers with disabilities. And that is cool as fuck. Miyagi thinks so, too. AbleGamers.org is where you can find them. T-shirts are on the website. They're dope. And proceeds on those. After pot expenses go to the Able Gamers Foundation as well. So by all means, check those out. Jab, what are your socials? None. Go away. <laughs> Jay, what are yours? <laughs> Gentleman JB without without the second E. And you can find me on Instagram at my shift key is broke. My Twitter is at Josh Bolin. And my Oculus is also my shift key is broke. Who cares about my Xbox? I'm never using that stone fucking Stone Age machine again. <laughs> uh. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> All right, see ya.